Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show. Your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark.
And what I mean by that is if you're a regular watcher of, uh, you know, or listener of The Herd, Mike and Mike, and things of that sort. Now, I had some time off. And I sat down. I usually only watch Colin Cowherd like in video uh, snippets that he puts up on the Facebook page. I don't sit and listen to the whole show. However, I did for two days. And I want to tell you, it's, uh, it's unwatchable. I mean, it really is unwatchable over on the herd without Colin Cowherd there. Now, I know where they got this Wright guy. His last name is Wright. I think his first name is uh, – I forgot what his first name is. It, and that part's irrelevant. But, boy, oh, boy, I, 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 just, I just can't I, – I just really – I mean, <laughs> people probably going, hey, Sonny, you're not the easiest guy to listen to, too, you know. Um, but he's, it's unwatchable. Not only that, Chris Carter is horrible. Is there any reason why – question why – he was booted off of ESPN. I mean, all you got to do is watch this. First of all, the guy has no facial expression except monotone. His voice comes out monotone. The guy never changes. He sounds like this. He doesn't go up, and when he does, he goes up like this, and you can't really tell. It, it, he is unwatchable. The chick they got talking on that show. Listen. I know of one woman that's ten times better than her, and I'm talking about Andrea that works with Lenny Melnick. Ten times better than that chick, and, and not only that, she doesn't even know half the rules of what's going on. I can't. She's unlistenable. I don't care what anybody. Hey, she may be good looking. I'll give her that. She's pretty, I guess. I, you know, if you go for blondes, I don't necessarily go for blondes. I guess she's pretty. But, I mean, not having a knowledge of the game, you really should keep your mouth shut. I guess I probably really should not say that either. But, I I mean, if you don't watch the show, if you're not into it, if you don't know the rules, if you don't know, stay away from it. That's why we don't talk about soccer on this game, on this show. Hockey, we can't even pronounce the damn name, so we don't talk about it on this show usually. Uh, Although, Sonny loves me some hockey. But I'm going to tell you straight out right now that Colin Cowherd and and Mike and Mike, unwatchable. I mean, without them there. So they definitely got the cornerstone on what they do. Now, I don't watch the um, Undisputed show on Fox. Just don't watch it. I don't like Shannon Sharp. I don't like the way he delivers things. I don't. And people probably say, "Well, Sonny, you're no better." And, and I'm probably not. I don't care. But I just—it's unwatchable. Fox is trying to keep up with ESPN. They're grabbing up guys now. Colin, good hire. Good hire. I, I don't know about Skip Bayless. I don't know about this Shannon Sharp thing. I don't know. And and, and my dad, who's very intelligent, by the way made a very interesting point about Shannon Sharp is is that he is not necessarily there for media side of it. He's a player aspect guy. And I get that. But I'm going to tell you right now, Tom McManus is 10 times better than Shannon Sharp ever will be. And, And I just cannot sit and listen to him. 
So as we go through the holidays here, we, we try to get everything on. And, you know, I, it, unwatchable. I mean, the Herds show with that tur- turtle-looking dude, I, you know, his last name's right, I, Chris Carter, it is god awful. The girl is about as dumb as I am, and, and that's that's just not good TV. That's just not good radio, and it's unwatchable. I don't know. A lot of people say the show it's unlivable, and I get it, and I understand that. I, I I might even agree with you, but that having been said, oh, you didn't know. Let's bring him on. That's right, it's Quimble on a Sunday morning. I didn't know if he was going to bow out this morning because I saw on his Facebook page he was up at 3 o'clock in the morning. But yet the concert professional that he is, it's Quimble. How you doing, my friend? I'm great, Tony. Happy New Year to you, my friend. By the way, yes, Happy New Year to everybody out there. As we start out the 2017 year right here on the Couch Potato Sports Show on a Sunday morning talking the NFL Week 17. I mean, I, I I don't know any other better way to start the new year out than to be on the Couch Potato Sports Show. I mean, if if you're not here, then I don't know. You're not living. That's what yeah, I think. It's horrible. I, I, I don't know. So, you know, we got a big – hey, have you watched, I mean, during the holiday time when Colin Cowherd's not on, Mike and Mike is not on, and, and I, I guess they have their niche and what people like. Um, but, boy, oh, boy, I, they, those shows without their regular hosts are very, very, very hard to watch. I don't know. Do you watch or listen to them at all? Um, sometimes, and, yeah, you're right. It, it, it's a little weird. It's a little uh... – it's not as entertaining, but uh, some guys are better than others. I mean, uh, you have guys that, that have hosted before and they have the experience, but then they try to fill in the new guys to try and get them some, some TV time, radio time, and it's like, dude, it's just, yeah, it's just not working. Man. So go back to the Dan Levitard's co-host or whoever it is, whoever it is yeah. Fox or oh, whatever. So, yeah, it just doesn't work. Hey, and Cuervo, I'm going to have you do me a favor. I want you to hang up and call back. I can hear you perfect, by the way. It's just that sometimes it's popping. So if you get a different line, I bet you the popping goes away. So hang up real quick and give me a call right back, and he's going to do that. That having been said, it is Sunday morning. It is week 17 of the NFL, and lots of news, lots of things going on as far as that is concerned and what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through the playoff scenarios that are set right now uh, as soon as I see Cuervo back in so he knows what I'm talking about. Uh, This year – over in the NFC, man, there's a lot of work still has to be done for teams to make it into the playoffs. There's been some clinching. There has not been some clinching. There's been teams that are fighting for it. But the the, the AFC is a lot better figured out. It's much better figured out right now. And... I find it very interesting. So let's do that. Let's look at what's going on here. No, here, let's do this. Let's look at the standings before we talk about that in the NFL. Because the standings will say a lot of things, and then we will let you know what the scenarios are as far as the clinching and everything else are concerned. So we'll do that. Let's take a look at the NFL. And, folks, this is this is a very interesting year. There's some news out there about Gary Kubiak about ready to retire. There's some news about, you know, the thing as far as, you know, 
McGloin filling in for Derek Carr. Lots of interesting news as you take a look at this season and what's going on right about now. Um, you know, they're expect, uh, over in San Francisco expecting to fire Chip Kelly. Lots of things. So let's take a look at it. New England Patriots 13-2 and over in the AFC East, followed by the Miami Dolphins. And then the Buffalo Bills at 7-8 and eight and 4-11 for the New York Jets. Over in the AFC North, 10-5 Pittsburgh Steelers, 8-7 Baltimore Ravens. After that, a 5-9 and nine and 1 Cincinnati Bengal team, a Cleveland Browns 1-14. Over in the AFC South, Houston on top in that division, 9-6, and 8-7 and seven, Tennessee Titans. Then the Colts at seven and eight and three and twelve Jacksonville Jaguars. AFC West, Oakland Raiders, twelve and three, eleven and four, Kansas City Chiefs. Then followed by the Denver Broncos at eight and seven and the five and ten San Diego Chargers. I see you there, Cuervo. I'm just going over this uh standings right now. Then we'll go over the playoff scenarios. Dallas Cowboys over in the NFC uh East. Um, on top of that division at 13 and 2, 10 and 5 are the New York Giants, 8 and 6 and 1 for the Washington Redskins, 6 and 9 for the Philadelphia Eagles. Green Bay on top of the North at 9 and 6 with the Detroit Lions at 9 and 6, 7 and 8, Minnesota Vikings, 3 and 12, Chicago Bears. In the NFC South, 10 and 5, Atlanta Falcons, 8 and 7, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Saints, 7 and 8, and 6 and 9 for the Carolina Panthers. And over in the NFC West, 9 and 5, Seattle Seahawks, 6 and 8, and uh, 9 and 5 and 1, and the Arizona Cardinals at 6, 8 and 1. And by the way, the Washington Redskins had a tie up there on that one. I forgot to mention. Um, and Los Angeles Rams, 4 and 11, and 12 and 3 for San Francisco 49ers. So those are your your standings right now. And let's take a look at the playoff scenarios. Then I'll bring in my, back in Cuervo over in the AFC. Clinched spots, okay? The Patriots, AFC Western Division and first round bye. Steelers have uh, clinched the AFC North uh, title. Texans have clinched the NFC South title. The Raiders have clinched a playoff berth. The Chiefs, playoff berth. Dolphins, playoff berth. Now, those will mix depending on what happens here today in week number 17. As the Patriots are at Miami, so that'll be really good. So if Miami wins or ties, they clinch home field advantage through the AFC playoffs or an Oakland loss. For the Raiders, in order for they, – they have the Denver Broncos today. They'll clinch the AFC West with the title and a first-round bye with an Oakland win or a tie or a Kansas City loss, Okay. And then they'll uh, clinch home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs with the Oakland win and New England losing. For the Chiefs at 11-4, and four, they clinched the AFC West and a first-round bye with the Kansas City win, obviously them winning today, and an Oakland loss. So, now, over in the NFC, different completely story. Cowboys, NFC division champs, and home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs, that's done. 
Falcons, NFC South Division champions, Seattle Seahawks, NFC West Division champions, and the Giants have clinched a playoff berth. Now, for the Falcons, who have the New Orleans Saints today, they clinch a first-round bye with an Atlanta win or an Atlanta tie and a Seattle loss or tie, or a Seattle loss and a Detroit loss or tie, or even a Seattle tie and a Detroit loss. For Seattle, they clinch a first-round bye with a Seattle win and an Atlanta loss or tie, or a Seattle tie and Atlanta loss and a Green Bay and Detroit tie. I hate those ties we're talking about. The Lions, who are 9-6, they go up against Green Bay. They clinch uh, with if they win today, Okay. They clinch a first-round bye if Detroit if if they win today, and Seattle loses or ties, and Atlanta loses. They clinch a playoff berth with a tie or a Washington loss or tie. For the Packers, they clinch the NFC North division title if they win. They clinch a playoff berth um, with a Washington loss or a Washington tie, along with the Tampa Bay win. And then Green Bay, at least um, in a tie, has the strength of schedule over Tampa Bay. That is the scenarios going on, and I can't even keep up with it, Cuervo. Let's bring him back in. Craziness that's going on, but still lots of things that need to be determined in Week 17, which is my favorite week of the year. Yeah, and not just that. I mean, first of all, do I sound better this time? Yes, you're not popping, and you sound wonderful. Okay, great. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things going on. What I'm looking, what I'm looking at today, Sonny, are teams that uh, are going to either we know for sure are going to have coaching changes, or possibly could have coaching changes. How are those teams going to play? How are they going to perform? How focused are they going to be? Um, because we all we see it every year where there's a team that we know for sure that is going to make a coaching change, for example, in San Francisco today. Yes. Are they going to all of a sudden look like a football team, or are they going to fall flat on their face and say, how oh, the hell with it, we're moving on to next year? Like, what team are we going to see in San Francisco? We all know they're a bad team, Sonny, but, I mean, you, know, you would think playing, they would like to play spoiler with the Seahawks and – maybe try to assume the playoff uh, position or whatever. So, you know, what type of 49ers team are we going to see today? The news coming out this morning about Gary Kubiak in Denver. What are they going to look like today? There's, there's teams out there, Sonny, that, that know for sure that they're going to have a new head coach going into next season. How are those teams going to play today? So are you thinking that the Denver Broncos are going to have a new coach next year? Uh, that is the that is the uh, story coming out this morning, Sonny. Due to health reasons, Gary Kubiak says he's going to step down, uh, and so Denver is going to have to look for his head coach. Yeah, and hopefully they'll keep Wade Phillips there and not give hit, make the mistake to make him the head coach of that football team. Because you and I both love Wade Phillips, but we also know in you know just with uh, what we talk about on the show week in week out this guy's just not a head coach and i hope they don't make that decision that wade phillips is the answer over there because that might be a problem but at the same time cuervo 
you got to ask the question, who else is going to be there? That's going to be the huge thing. Yeah, I mean, that, that, is, that is a good question. I mean, um, I don't think they're looking at the coordinators. They're probably going to go outside and find a, find a head coach. Um, I, I think it all really depends on the, the carousel that happens tomorrow, which is Black Monday. And, uh, you know, see who's going to be gone. I mean, well, we already got three gone right now, Cuervo. Isn't it amazing? We got three coaches gone out before the season. I mean, they can't even wait until Black Monday. They said, we've just had enough. And and that's the new thing now is this, uh, you know, it's it's all about trying to get a step ahead and and looking for that new head coach for your football team. And I think that's the situation you have with. You know, up in Buffalo, getting rid of Rex Ryan the week before, and um, you know, obviously in San Francisco they've already said Chip Kelly's gone, so they're already looking for a new coach. So, um, you know, it's, it's it's really interesting to see how how things like you said they don't even wait because they're trying to get a step ahead. And I don't even want to hear about it. I mean, if Jacksonville wins big, I don't want to hear about next year. I really don't. I, you know, look how they finished the season. I, I mean, if we, if we wanted Brian Hoyer, that football team, we could go ahead and do so. If we remember, he comes back three games, uh, three meaningless games against three meaningless football teams, and then all of a sudden, you know, Brian Hoyer's a savior. Same thing with, with Bortles. I don't even want to hear about it. I, I don't want to hear about how great he played last week. I don't want to hear about how great he plays this week. It's irrelevant. The, you know, when you look at the games and you look at last week, the game was was irrelevant for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, it's it's kind of irrelevant this week as they take on the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, so th- this is an irre- I don't even want to hear about it because Blake Bortles could end up quite possibly being the next Brian Hoyer out there. He is not good right now. And I don't know. We've got to see a full season with Blake Bortles being the quarterback that he could possibly be. I haven't given up on him yet, but I'm not going to roll in next year, Cuervo, thinking Blake Bortles is a great quarterback because he's just not. Well, well, I mean, it was a rough year for Blake Bortles, honey. I I will say this, though. I think that, um, you know, with the right coordinator, over there in Jacksonville. I think he can be a lot better than what he shows. Um, he, he, he's got the he's got the arm, he's got the size, and, and he's not he's not you know one of those quarterbacks that you you could just tell that he has the smarts and he has the talent. It's just he doesn't have the right coaching, and I hate to put exactly. it on coaching, but but that's what it is. He just doesn't have the right coaching. So, um, I mean, you look at you look at a guy, even even my guy Jay Cutler in, in Chicago. I mean, <clears throat> he had his best year last year with Adam Heath as the as the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Now you look at him this year, what he the little time that he spent on the field, totally different guy. Attitude changed, big thing, and his performance was was crap. So it really does come down to coaching with some guys, and. Blake Bortles is one of those guys that I believe if you get the right guy that that gets that, that gets along with Bortles and understands, um, you know, his strengths and weaknesses and all that, then I think he can 
help him get to the next level in his career. Dallas Cowboys expected to start. I don't know. Is he going to start? Is he not? Tony Romo is expected to play. Um, you know, I, I guess it's. Huh? They're playing everybody, Tony. Everybody's everybody. Everybody. today. No, I'm serious. Everybody's getting snatched today. So that, that's, that's what's going on down there in Dallas. Is, uh, Prescott's going to play. Then they said Sanchez might get a little bit of time in. And then last but not least, uh, your favorite guy, Tony Romo. Yeah, I, I like Tony. I like Tony Romo. I just don't like his durability, which is none. Um, so it, I, it'll be interesting to see what they do. What's your prediction, by the way, for Tony Romo next year? Will he be in Dallas? Will he not be in Dallas? Will he be in Ca- Dallas, but as a player coach, maybe? You know, what do you foresee the future for Dallas uh, Cowboy fans who love a uh, Tony Romo uh, for next season? Well, I honestly, Sonny, I think if he goes to another team, it's going to be the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And I've said that wow. from the beginning of the season. Now, Yes, you have. What I actually think should happen and possibly could happen, and we've talked about this, is I think he steps down, he hangs up his uniform, and he does something else, whether it's, uh, you know, maybe local radio for the Cowboys or some sort of TV station, uh, doing some sort of analyst job or something like that. I think that's what he should do because I think he's got the personality to do it, and I think he could be pretty good at it. But um, I think if he goes to a team, it's going to be the Jets. And his wife, if he does decide to get in media, is a news reporter right down here in the Dallas area. She could teach him a thing or two, whether it's on TV or radio. I think he steps down, actually, Cuervo. I think he becomes a coach. I think he becomes the quarterback coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I really honestly believe that. Um, I, I don't think – I mean, there's just too much love here. And it's not the fans. It's more of a Jerry Jones that loves a Tony Romo um, and what he can bring. Whether he's a player, coach, or just steps down and is a coach, that's the way it can be. I don't know. That having been said, he stepped down, and they got Dak Prescott. Um, This guy's not going to be willing to back up, but if there's an injury that – puts Dak Prescott out for a long time, then we can see the resigning of a Tony Romo. I think the door is always open for a Tony Romo here. Um, just more in the fact of the main love that's going on with Jerry Jones and him. Now, if he switch teams, I've always been on board. The Arizona Cardinals have got to open up the wallet. They have got to do what they got to do, regardless of what happens. And the Arizona Cardinals want to see him fall on his face, but not get hurt. They want to see him fall on his face so they can not have to open up the pocketbook so much. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's going to be the problem with, with guys signing Romo is just the, the money he's going to ask for, the money that he thinks he's still worth. I think that's the real thing. The money that he thinks he's still worth uh, is going to be more than what you're going to get out of him. And, Whichever team kind of just kind of slaps you in the face with the with the reality of look, if you're not what you were five years ago, then I think that's when it's going to become a little easier for teams to find him. And, uh, yep. You know, I, 
I, I, I think that's going to be the issue, though. Is just he, unless he goes to a, a team that desperately needs a quarterback, he may not even start. They may say, "Hey, Tony, look, um, we want you to be our backup. We want you to be our guy that, in case you know, so and so goes down." Um, because I, I think the Cardinals are still, in a way, invested in Carson Palmer. Um, maybe not money-wise, but I think I think uh, th- there's there's a, some sort of investment, maybe emotionally or whatever. But I, I really think Arizona doesn't isn't ready to part ways with Carson Palmer. Now I could be totally wrong, and after tomorrow they're like. They they cut Carson Palmer. I have no idea, but to me, I kind of have that feeling like they're not ready to move on from him as their quarterback yet. So it it should be interesting. Now here's what we're going to do, Cuervo. Okay, we got to get to the two. Uh, to our sponsors of the show here locally here in the Dallas area. Of course, our people over here in Rowlett uh, that give us lots of listens, and we definitely appreciate that. We're doing our Sunday morning show. It is that being said, it's week number 17 with Couch and Cuervo, and we're going to have a special guest call in here soon, here real soon, Steel City Storm. And if there's anybody who knows a lot about the Pittsburgh Steelers, and also the, you know, the, the penguins on the ice. Um, it is still City Storm. He's going to be joining us here as well uh, as we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to hop into the games because all the games are being played today. So we're going to hit it and knock it out. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Relev 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. 
Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. We can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at CosloInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848. Or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. There we go. Hey, all right. Technical difficulties here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Quavo, can you hear me now? Because I'm on my Bluetooth now as my computer dies. What's up? Can you hear me? I, I can now, so I think you were on mute at first. but Yes, I, I was. Now. Okay, very good. All right, and it's clear and everything, so we can continue this route? Yes, sir. I can hear you loud, right. sir. Very good. All right, so we're going to do that. We're going to move right into the games because there's a full slate of them going on. And, again, we might have uh, Steel City Storm give us a call here, probably uh, here soon, maybe when we get to the Pittsburgh game. Who knows? But let's do this. Uh, we already saw a lot, uh, uh, some football games that happened. Um, or we haven't seen it. Last week we saw games on Saturday. We didn't get that. All the games are here on Sunday. So let's do it. Let's start with a, a 
Game that's meaningless, but always, you know, when we talk about games and we talk about what happens week in, week out, we talk about jobs in the NFL, and there's some jobs on the line here in this first game that we're going to talk about. The Cincinnati Bengals are at home. They're taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Both these teams are not in the playoff race. Both of these teams at the beginning of the season, though, if someone said that two teams, two teams were going to be fighting for a playoff spot, we would be talking about that. Uh, this year, not getting it. 8-7 um, for the Baltimore Ravens, 5-9-1 for the Cincinnati Bengals, um, and some jobs on the line. One being head coach, uh, Marvin Lewis, but Marvin Lewis says that he's going to be back um, next year. Um, so this guy, I don't know if he got the vote of confidence, uh, that, but it was never publicly made or what the situation is there. Um, over on the other side, it's more about personnel. I don't think John Harbaugh is going anywhere. I don't think so either, Sonny. But, you know, it, it, it amazes me how how uh, much confidence, if it is a vote of confidence, that they have from Marvin Lewis in Cincinnati. I mean, for three years now, we've been – actually, like four years now, we've been saying this guy is done. This guy is done. He shouldn't be the head coach anymore. But you know what? I mean, we're we're not uh, we don't work for the Cincinnati Bengals, so we don't know what they know. We don't know why they continue to keep this guy around. But it's it's crazy how this guy still ha- is the head coach when either his team doesn't make the playoffs, which they won't this year, or they're one and done. They can't get past the wild card round, and it's it, it boggles my mind to think about how. A team is okay with that. And you can't sit here and tell me, oh, no, it's not that. Yeah, it is about that. Because you look at all the teams around the NFL that make changes constantly. Now, maybe that's why they're struggling all the time. And maybe that's the message that the Bengals are trying to send is like, look, we're going to stick with our coach and we're just going to get better in other areas. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the case, Sonny, but... I mean, for Bengals fans, it's got to be frustrating to, to see them either not make the playoffs or just losing the first game in the playoffs. Well, this is a team that's missing their other coaches, Cuervo. I mean, coaches that have bailed on them. We've seen for the last two years going out of Cincinnati. Now, I don't know if he puts the the weight of the problem on that as far as losing other teams and other uh, other coaches. Uh, but last year, Hugh Jackson. I mean, they lose Hugh Jackson over to, to the Cleveland Browns. This is not very good for them. A uh, year before that, they lost another coach. I forget who it was. Uh, two years, two losses to two different guys. Um, you know, a big vital part of that football team, which, you know, like maybe supports what you said about getting better in different places. Like uh, with the loss of Hugh Jackson, what are we going to do on the offensive coordinator kind of thing and things. But on the field, there's a football team, Cincinnati. They don't have A.J. Green. They shut him down for the rest of the season, hammy problem. Uh, So he is out there. Burfett uh, Burfett is still in the concussion protocol. So he's listed as doubtful for the game. Uh, Baltimore, he, they were uh, eliminated from postseason uh, with a loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday, which, by the way, they should have won that game, and they just blew it. Um, so there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of things that happened in that game, um, you know, to put the Ravens where they are right now. 
Um, and so they want to, I mean, Baltimore wants to finish with an 8-8 eight eight record. That, you know, that is huge. Bengals are not going to get there. There is something to play for in Baltimore so they can continue the rebuild from last year when this team was decimated by injuries. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I, I guess that's what's going on in Cincinnati this year. A.J. Green's gone. Uh, Andy Dalton hasn't been, been the same. I mean, they do have a lot of injuries, so I, I, that part I do understand. I just, I just kind of feel like maybe just for a breath, you know, a fresh air, maybe, maybe Marvin Lewis is, is the reason that they are stuck at where they're at. I don't know. There's no good reasons for things, Tony. I, I just think in Cincinnati. Um, First of all, I mean they all they do play in a tough division too. You know, you can't forget that. I mean, you right. have the Ravens and you have the Steelers who are always right there in, in the mix of playoff contention and things like that. And sometimes things go your way and sometimes they don't. Unfortunately for the Bengals, it just go their way this year. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, that, that could be part of the reason why they're just struggling. You know, aside from injuries, they had a couple. Of, plays that didn't go to the way that we're used to seeing in the past seasons and you know, it cost them a couple of games and I mean hell they have a tie too, so Interesting. Do you think uh, Steve Smith retires? I mean, all the all the news is that he is going to retire. Uh, do you think he finally hangs it up or do you do we see him uh, playing next year, whether it be for the Ravens or another football team? I, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, That's what I, I'm like. I, you know, I, I mean, I, I do like Steve Smith a lot. I like his, his fire that he has. Um, and, and with guys like that, it's, it's so much harder to let go. And I think that's why last year when he said it and then he changed his mind, I think we could see it again. Um, once, he, once he talks about how, um, you know, his body can't do it anymore, maybe then I'll start to believe it. But right now, I, I don't believe it. Yeah, and it, there, there's problems with this football team, you know, especially with the Ravens. On the offensive side of the ball with Marty Morningham, uh, he might be gone. Fifth different offensive coordinator in as many seasons. The, the, you know, this whole thing, as far as this football team is concerned, is obviously Jim Harbaugh is that defensive guy. He needs someone to lead this team offensively. He needs someone in there to get this team on offensive role that they have not been able to get on, at least for the last three seasons anyway. Uh, so that having been said, this is a game, nothing, uh, nothing really going on as far as the playoffs are concerned, but still an interesting game. Guys that are going to be fighting for their jobs uh, for next year, see if they can get into camp and try to make the team next year. Uh, so you look at it, Andy Dalton, uh, he's going to be back without question, but there are still lots of guys that could be on the bubble for next season. When you look at this game, what are you looking at and who you think is going to win there, Cuervo? I, you know, I look at this game, Sonny, and, and I just, I, you have to go straight to the injury report. I mean, everybody's got major injuries everywhere. Um, of course. You know, obviously, obviously in, in Cincinnati, you know, we know their injuries, but, you know, I'm, and I'm trying to find the, I don't know why this is so difficult, but looking for Baltimore's injury report, and I am... See, this is why I don't like the NFL.com website, Tony, because it's a little more crazy to navigate. But 
Exactly. I'm I, I, I know that you know last year too it was the same thing with uh, with the Ravens, but I mean you've got you know Jimmy Smith who's who's a big corner, he's out. Um, Zach Orr, linebacker, out. Marshall Yonda doesn't look like he's. He says he's participating in practice, but we'll see if he plays. I mean, you're talking that's an all-pro guard right there. So. Yes, so, sir. You know, that, that's, that's, that's what I'm looking at in this team is, is who's actually going to play. That's what we said yeah. the team's really about. I mean, who actually does play in those games when either the game matters or it doesn't? Um, you know, how much Joe Flacco do we see? Do we see? Do we see the Ravens actually go out there and try to win this game? Exactly. Even over the standings earlier, I mean, Baltimore, Baltimore is already they they've already um, knocked themselves out of contention. So, yep. What do they really have to play for? I mean, what's the yep. motivation? Like I was going back to exactly that, and like you know, where is the motivation to play? Except if you're a bubble guy. Will I be on this team next year? Will I not? Um, how you know? What's my future? What's my contract situation? That's always going to be a huge thing when we talk about where they are as far as the team is concerned. Uh, so, but I look at the game. I'm just going to look at talent. Okay, and you know, week 17, you're going to have teams and guys that are not going to put it on the line every single time. That having been said, I look at this and I say. Baltimore Ravens have more talent. A.C. Green's not in the game. I don't know how much he would put into it, but he's not in the game. Andy Dalton, right now, average quarterback, not playing well. Um, you know, not saying that Joe Flacco is anything to write home to mama about right now, but he's just a better quarterback right now. So that's where I'm hanging out. I'm hanging out right there. I think I got the Baltimore Ravens. Who you got in it? Yeah, I like Baltimore too, Sonny. And it's not even about talent. I just look at the type of season they had. And, you know, the Bengals, again, everything from injury to just, you know, certain things not going their way. Um, you know, the record speaks for itself. Like Joe Parcell said, you are what your record says you are. And Absolutely. Right now the, the, the Bengals are a better team than, than the, the, the Bengals. Or the Ravens are better than the Bengals. So, um, I think Baltimore finishes out their season strong. Um, you know, they, they look to next year. Uh, I think that, you know, obviously they're going to have a top 15 pick. Uh, so I think that's where their focus is at. You know, just going to the offseason, getting better, finding uh, a replacement possibly for Houston if, if he does wind up actually retiring. And going out there and get them a running back too, because man, they need they need a running back pretty bad. That's the yeah, biggest part I think of the Ravens game is their running game, and that used to be one of the strongest. And now it's it's total opposite. Yeah, they got a lot of improvement that they've got to put out on the to, on the football field as well. So uh, we'll be looking at that. Uh, as far as the rest of the season is concerned. So both of us on Baltimore uh, to head on into it. So next game that's up on board here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we look at them all. Another meaningless game, but an interesting game anyway. The Buffalo Bills 7-8, and eight, the New York Jets 4-11. and 11. There's a lot. That, see, 
this is a this was a game I think obviously by the way it's set up in week seventeen, they were expecting some big time playoff implications in this game, Cuervo, as far as maybe where the Jets or Buffalo Bills were gonna be at the time. Uh now it comes up, ends up being a meaningless game as Miami out of all teams that uh, put themselves right there um over in the AFC East. This game here is is means absolutely nothing. But a lot of things going on as far as the Buffalo Bills are concerned as far as the head coaching, Tyra Taylor, all this, uh, you know, finger pointing. That's what I call it. Finger pointing on who did what, who didn't do what, when they were supposed to do it, and why. Um, that's what I hate about this thing. And that's what I don't like about Rex Ryan. And, and this guy, I'm going to tell you right now, Cuervo, this was the guy that was the problem for this football team. Because when they went in there after, uh, um, after the couple seasons ago, this team defensively was so stacked, it was unbelievable. This was a team that was ready to make the step offensively to be in contention. They're not. They're horrible, and it's mainly because of their coach. Because, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out there. This guy doesn't care if he wins or loses, and I think that's a big, big problem, especially when you're looking at your head coaching position. Yeah, and, and you know, I don't know if you saw, but the comments that were made about about Rex Ryan once. I mean, it's funny how people talk once the person's gone, but they didn't want to say it when when the guy was there. But um, you know. I'm sure you heard the comments that LaShawn McCoy and Sammy Watkins made where they pretty much Rex Ryan didn't really, um, how do I say it? He didn't put the hammer down. When it came to discipline, when it came to holding guys accountable, he didn't do it. And, and it, was, it was kind of, it got to the point where the players felt like he was, he was scared of them. And that's what Sammy Watkins said. He's like, you know, we don't want a coach that that fears us. We want a coach that is going to that is going to teach us, that's going to instill discipline, that's going to hold us accountable, not be scared. And, and that's the problem with Rex Ryan. That's his, Maybe and, and, put, put the fear in us more than anything. Right, and, and you know, I think the crazy thing is, I thought the total opposite of Rex Ryan. I thought he was that type of guy that. That you know, he would like your ass up if you did something wrong. Other than that, you know, he's pretty, pretty calm guy, easy to, uh, to to you know talk to and things like that. But it obviously that wasn't the case. Uh, and and you know what's crazy though is I think it was it was about a year ago actually, uh, right before he got fired or two years ago before he got fired in New York. Colin Cowherd was still on ESPN. He described Rex Ryan as the cool uncle that you would go have a beer with. And, and now that I look back and I think about that, 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 um, you know, that comment, it's like, yeah, he kind of does. He kind of is right about that. I mean, you're not, you're not afraid of, of doing something wrong because you know, that uncle is going to help cover it up. But instead of he has your back. You, teaching you that you're wrong. Yeah. He's going to, he, he'll rather have your back than, Kind of teach you that you're wrong for it. So, and I think that was the that that was that was what was going on in Buffalo. Tonight. So now they're going to go. What that tells the Buffalo Bills is okay. You guys want a, a disciplinarian? Well, guess what? If if Tom Coughlin doesn't take the job down there and with your Jacksonville Jaguars, honey, I think Buffalo's going to go strong after Tom Coughlin. 
I think that'd be a good play for him as well, actually. Uh, and, you know, with the new ownership, what they felt about Tom Coughlin before he left Jacksonville and headed up to New York, um, I, I don't know. I don't know if that is something that the Jacksonville Jaguars will do. I've actually been trying to get a hold of Tom McManus about that because, I, you know, if anybody's got the ear to the ground, it'd be Tom McManus and a regular on the show. They haven't had him on for a while because he's been moved more out of sports and moved more into entertainment, but he still keeps his ear to the ground. And uh, so I got a message into him to get him back up on the show. Um, and just specifically talk about that in reality as far as the Jaguars are concerned. That having been said, this is a football team, uh, as you take a look at where it's going on, as far as the Jets are concerned, I mean, you know, they're good. I don't think they're just going to get rid of their head coach after one year. But, man, he is on the hot seat without question because of the situation of this football team. But, you know, we talked about this, and I'll say it again. Um, when you looked at this coach and that situation over in Arizona where he had that whole event, his name is slipping my mind. I'm sure you'll remember it, but the head coach of the, the Jets right now should have took the Buffalo Bills job is what he should have done. And unfortunately, Todd after, yeah, Todd Bowles, thank you. That's the job he should have taken because I think that was the right scheme for him. A quiet town, sleepy town monster defense, and he's the monster defensive guy, um, th- but there's still questions within both of these football teams. Your quarterback position is pathetic, and th- you didn't do anything about it, okay? Now, you can say, well, we couldn't do anything about it. Who were we going to get? You've got to do something. You've got to do something. The Jets' answer was Fitzpatrick, obviously. Fell on the face, Fitzpatrick said, I got the money. I got him right where I want him. Boom, he got the money. And guess what? He's Ryan Fitzpatrick after he signed the big contract with the Buffalo Bills. Um, Buffalo Bills have their Tyrod Taylor is your quarterback. Come on, you've got to be better than that if you're one of these two franchises. Definitely New York. Uh, Buffalo just has to recognize they need a quarterback. And, uh, you know, I don't know. They better do something really quick. I I, I don't even know who to pick in this game because it's, it's such a useless game. Um, um, and there's certain players that are not playing in this game, Cuervo. I'm sure you've got that in front of you as you're looking at it. I'm not looking at it. I'm looking at week 17 as this is a waste game. And, I, you know, I want Buffalo to win, but I don't think they're going to win in the uh, over there in the new stadium in New York. So I got the Jets. Yeah, I, I'm going to go on the other side, Tony. I'm going to say Buffalo wins. I just think that they're, they're – I want them to win. You know, yeah, I, I mean, you talk about the talent the talent standpoint. and I mean, Spike Petty is the quarterback of the Jets right now, Tony. I mean, I don't know if there's anything <laughs> else more to say than that. You might be right. I, I think I changed it. I go to Buffalo. I, I forgot. Bryce Petty is pathetic. And, and, they, and that's what I'm talking about, the quarterback position. He's got to be better than that. And, and they've seen Bryce Petty. They know what's coming their way. If you're not on the phone with somebody consistently asking about quarterbacks, you're a mistake. Now, if I'm going to tell you right now, if Rick Swain did not destroy this football team, Team. I'm going to tell you right now, Tony Romo would be a wonderful fit over there in Buffalo, I think. With, with a couple of weapons that he has, with LaShawn McCoy running the football, Sandy Watkins in the wide receiver position, and that would be a wonderful spot for Tony Romo to land if you were going to go there. But, I, you know, I honestly yeah. believe it. Rex Ryan, he, he, 
he ruined the Jets. Now he ruined the Buffalo Bills. What, who, what other team wants their team ruined? Give Lex Ryan a call. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, the only problem I see with Tony Romo in Buffalo is it's cold. Buffalo. <laughs> I, well, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's cold. In, it's cold in New York too. I think he's going to wind up with the Jets if he plays. But the problem that I see is the Bills are traditionally at least in the past 10 years, they're pretty cheap, and they're not willing to That's dish a big out big-time money. They're, yeah. they're not willing to dish out big-time money to certain guys. And, I mean, that's why they didn't go after a big fish quarterback uh, when when they were out there, when they were out yeah. there and they were available. And they just didn't do it because they don't want to pay the money. And, again, with the money that Romo – at least thinks he's going to be worth. There's no way I can see the Buffalo Bills doing that. Now they need the help. So trust, they're the worst passing team, in, actually second worst passing team in the NFL. So could they use Tony Romo? Absolutely. And that would, I think. But you know, as far as whether they're going to pay him the money, they're going to, they're going to be willing to pay him the money. That's the problem that I see with him going to Buffalo. Yeah, that's going to be huge. Thank you, by the way, Steel Storm. Got your message. Uh, you know, unfortunately, this is a good Bluetooth, and it picks up every noise that I'm making. I'm looking to try to get us on regular line, and I'm just not going to be able to do it. So I'll be muting when I'm not talking. Uh, so let me know if I uh, forget to do that there, Cuervo. But, you know, it, this, this is one of those games. This is, you know, a waste game. And you're right. I think I'm going to go with Buffalo. You're going Buffalo in this one as well. It'll be interesting to see what happens a little bit later on and how it works. Let's hit the next game here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we're going to cover them all here in week number 17. Carolina Panthers. Another, this is, a, this is such a bad game. I, you know, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm not impressed, by the way. Everybody wants to be impressed with the Buccaneers? Go ahead. Be impressed. I'm not falling for it. Not falling for Dirk Potter. Told him that was the reason why. Guess what? No playoffs. Um, you know, you know. hey, I get the opportunity to gloat about this in reality. Dirk Potter, are you kidding me? Now, that having been said, you know, Winston, maybe he's the real deal. Maybe he's not. They need somebody who can get a – uh, very, very, oh, how do you say it? You know, come on, let's get original on the offensive side of the ball if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That having been said, the Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton, they, they threw this season away without question. But I honestly, and I was talking to Marvin about this, Grandma. I think Cam Newton is more screwed up about that, you know, as far as that concussion is concerned, that he took on that two-point conversion than is being really talked about. This guy got popped. And not only that, I think Cam Newton is going to have a great lawsuit against the NFL. And, and the main reason is, is all he has to do is go through the film. And he is. He's getting all the film that he can. And I'm going to tell you, Cam Newton will be suing the NFL before his – well, after his career, maybe. I don't know. But Cam, uh, Cam Newton will be – as a plaintiff against the NFL because of the hits not being taken, uh, being protecting the quarterback like they protect other quarterbacks. And I don't know if there'll be a lawsuit, whether it'll be a payout from the NFL saying, you know what, Cam, we didn't protect you. You're right. Blah, blah, blah. That, that's going to be a story. It's not going to go away even after this guy retires, if he retires, when he retires. 
Well, and, and I read what you were saying, Sonny, and, you know, my only question is, do you really think he goes down that road? Yeah, why not? I mean, do you honor I mean, Cuervo, look at it. The NFL is not protecting this guy. Now, he makes millions of dollars. He was in the Super Bowl. I get it. Completely understand it. But I, I would, this is me. This is me. If I was Cam Newton and I was the darling of this NFL, which he was last year. I mean, this guy was in the limelight all year last year. Whether good, bad, and different, if he felt the way he was celebrating was, you know, whatever the case may be, the NFL fell in love with it. This year, they're just not protecting this guy, Cuervo, and it's obvious. I'm sorry, it is. I, you know, if you want to say just because he's well, bigger and he's more of a runner, you can go ahead and do so. The NFL has no. definitely failed Cam Newton. I believe it. Yeah, no, they have, Sonny. They have, and, and I've seen the numbers. And Somebody put up a picture, I think it was you or Brian, uh, about how many times he's gotten flagged for roughing the passer. He's gotten mm-hmm. one compared to Brady's six. Compared to, and he's played four games left. I'm going to tell you, you may not like this. You may hate. You may absolutely hate what I'm about to say but I really can't think of any other explanation. And I've never done this before. I know you never have. I know where you're going on this, and I think I'm right there with you. I I, I have no choice, Sonny. I I can't think of anything else. I'm pulling the race card. I think I am, too. I'm pulling the race card on this one. I I, I can't. What else is it? I mean, honestly, what else is it? You look at all those other quarterbacks that are on that list of, of of guys that have gotten the flag. Eli freaking Manning is trash, and he's gotten <laughs> way more flags for roughing the passer calls than Cam Newton has. Tom Brady, I mean, you can't look in the wrong way or else he's going to flag, okay? Ben Aaron Rodgers. Aaron freaking Rodgers. You know, who cares about him except if you're a Green Bay Packer fan? But, you know, Aaron, he's gotten more flags. Cam Newton's gotten one. And we've seen the hits that he's taken. Go back to week one, opening night, Super Bowl rematch against the Denver Broncos. How many times did he get whacked in the head? No flags were thrown. Sonny, what, what do Eli Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, what do they all have in common? Right. The pigment of They're their right. skin. And, I, and, and I'm telling you, Sonny, I hate to do it, and I've never done it before. But I honestly can't think of anything else. It, it's bought, I, I mean, I can't. It's a head scratcher. This is the MVP of the league, the reigning MVP of the NFL. And you're not protecting him. Why? This is the guy that, I mean, funny, if the NFL was smart, they would look at Cam Newton and they would say there is potential for a, I almost said something I shouldn't have, but for a boatload of cash. Yes. This guy. He is. Yeah, was terrible. Crazy knuckleheaded, terrible. He is. I mean, he is an extremely marketable guy. I mean, you look yeah. at the commercials that he has for like the yogurt and all that. The guy. I mean, God, the NFL's stupid. They are stupid. If they can't see how much money they can get from this kid, then you know, obviously they have they have some, some goggles that they need to remove and, and, and wipe out or something because. I'm sorry, Tom Brady. I mean, yeah, he's Tom Brady, but he's not going to make you money like Cam Newton will. 
Okay. Absolutely. The younger, Absolutely. the younger generation, the younger generation, and here's the key: the younger generation can relate a whole lot better to Cam Newton than they can to Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. It's the truth. I'm sorry. It's the truth. Yep. I I, I don't know. I I think I'm right there with you. Let's find out what Steel City Storm has to say. Steel City, welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. Thanks for giving us a listen, my friend. What do you think about the Cam Newton situation? Well, I take a look at – I'm not going to look at skin color. I'm just going to look at the player itself. That's a very big quarterback that likes to run. Now, uh, because of these goofy rules with quarterbacks running, it, it can be kind of iffy. Listen, I could still see Ben walking off the field against the Ravens with a bloody nose and never got a call. Yeah. And, and guess what? I mean, so – but Big Ben and uh, Cam Newton have something in common that Brady doesn't and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers does run a little bit more, but not as much now. But Big Ben is a big man. He's hard to get down. They're going to do whatever they can to get a guy like that down. Cam Newton's the same way. Um, I, I, I'm not going to go with the race card because I think it, it, it said way too much in the uh, sports world. I don't believe it. I believe 10, 15 years ago, maybe. Now the referees are just bad. I don't think it's your skin color. They're just bad referees altogether. I think they're horrible in every level of the sport, especially the NFL, because they're not paid officials. They're just volunteers, and you get what you pay for, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, he's had his share of uh, hits that weren't called. But um, if you want to say Brady gets preferential treatment, but Brady doesn't like to get hit anyway. Exactly. Aaron Rodgers runs a little bit more. He gets a little more calls because I believe he's a runner. And uh, I think these rules of, uh, uh, you know, I can't remember what game I was just watching. Maybe it was the Steeler game where the runner and the Steeler, I think it was the Raven game, where the runner put his head down as the defender was coming to him. Now, the runner put his head down and led into the defender, and the defender got called for the head-to-head call. So, right. I mean, what are you what are you going to do? So I think Cam Newton, unfortunately, because of the style player he is, he's going to have more of those situations because he runs the ball a lot. He's not just a quarterback. He's a dual threat, and I believe he gets that kind of treatment because he's treated as such, as a runner. I don't think they're targeting him, but I don't know. I'm just telling you what I think. That doesn't mean I know what it is, but that's that's the way I call it. I'm not going to go with the race thing. I, I just can't do it. Going back to October, and this, and this is just what I what, what I remember hearing. Now, uh, it, it, this was late October. If I'm not mistaken, it was Halloween. The NFL came out and said that they've only missed three uh, calls on Cam Newton uh, since the 2013 season. Now, I you know. That, that, especially after this year, is definitely a big-time miss. I think they're compl- – I, I don't know. Is it race? I don't know. I'm, I'm prone to think it. I'm prone to think it that he's a big, uh, a big uh, player. Um, I'm, I, I'm prone to think all of it. But the same thing happens week after week. And, and if you honestly believe, and this just, this is just what people think. Some people think that you know, if you go down to Atlanta and see their situation at their quarterback, Matt, some some people in Atlanta think Matt Ryan's had more flags missed against them. And that's a guy that gets beat up as well. Well, that, guy, that team doesn't have an offensive line, so that, that's one of their problems. But still so so thinking that even him. So 
I don't know. It's just really interesting how the NFL has got to get that that, that Carolina thing under control because I think this is it, – it, it's going to be something that we'll talk about next year as well. Um, but, you know, looking at this season, and, and I guess we got to get back to the game as far as the Carolina Panthers as they are they're taking on the, the uh, Buccaneers. I mean, I, I – I, this is a game where I just don't care about it. But at the same time, Matt Ryan, uh, the, the Atlanta Falcons, they've got something to play for in reality here. When you look at this game as the Atlanta Falcons right now, they're 10-5. and five. They clinch a first-round bye with the, with a win here. Or if they tie and the Seattle loss and tie, or a Seattle loss and the Detroit loss, or a Seattle tie in the Detroit loss. So that's how they pretty much clinch the first round by um, the Atlanta Falcons with the opportunity to go to 11-5. They are in control of their own destiny to get that first rounder. This is an important game in reality for Atlanta, and you got to like who you're playing. Although, Cuervo, the Buccaneers could have something to say about this because they're a fighting team and they like to stay in the game. Who do you have in this one, my friend? Yeah, so, I mean, it's so, crazy things are going to have to happen today. But, believe it or not, Sonny, the Buccaneers actually have a chance at clinching a playoff spot today. Like I said, it's like a 0.5% chance, and, and it's probably not going to happen. That's why, I mean, I don't know how you don't go with Tampa Bay in this game today. Um, obviously, Carolina hasn't been playing very well all season long. Um, I mean... And who knows how much Cam Newton's going to play. I'm sure they're going to want to keep him healthy going into next year. They don't want him taking any more headshots and not get calls. But, yes. you know, um, you know, the Panthers are just having a bad season. Um, Tampa Bay has a fighting chance at a playoff spot. Uh, and the game's in Tampa. So, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, it, it, there's there's a lot of heavy hearts in, in uh, Tampa today, obviously, I don't have sympathy for the guy, but for Doug Martin, I'm sure. I mean, that, that's his teammate. That's their teammate, and uh, I'm sure they're going to be thinking about him today uh, as he goes into starts to go into rehab and all that stuff. I'm sure you heard the story, but yeah, um, you know, uh, Doug Martin is is not with the team right now, so I'm sure they're 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 thinking of him. And so we'll see how it affects their performance. And you know, again, they're Cotter, Sonny. I know you. I, I know you love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like what what what's gonna happen to him? Is he gonna stay in Tampa Bay? Are they gonna are they gonna play hard to try and save his job? Like win this one for Coach Cotter? Like what's what's the message that Tampa Bay sends today? Well, here's the deal. Tampa Bay wins, Washington has to have a tie. Green Bay has to lose. Tampa Bay will clinch the strength of schedule tiebreaker if those happen. That's what the situation is in reality for them as they uh, have the strength and schedule over Green Bay and uh, over uh, t- with wins over Tennessee, Indianapolis, Dallas, and San Francisco. That are, um, mark that. Um, Green no, Bay. Uh, yeah, no. That, they beat that, Seattle. That part, they beat Seattle. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, I, I think Tampa Bay wins this. Uh, Steel City, who you got in this one, my man? I definitely would take Tampa Bay because they have somewhat uh, more than just a, a slim chance of a playoff berth. I think that 
Carolina might be in shutdown mode anyways. I mean, they, yep. it really doesn't pay to try to go out there and kill yourself at this point. Just start, you know, building on next year, give some players some chance to play. I think Tampa Bay has a, like Corvo said, there's a coaching jaws may or may not be on the line. So I, I think this, and plus they're at home. So it's, I think it's pretty easy to pick Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, and you know who who knows ends up happening here. Will Cam Newton come on strong for a season finale for him? Who knows? But I just I don't have all the trust in the world for Cam Newton to come out and be the guy that he can be in Week 17 after a throwaway season. In reality, next game up on the thing, then we'll take a quick break on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Interesting game: the Chicago Bears. They are. Three and twelve. They've lost three in a row. Minnesota seven and eight. Lost two in a row after a nice beginning for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the best they can end up is eight and eight, and their position as far as making the playoffs are nil. Uh, so both these teams are out of the Cuervo. Um, and but. At the same time, you know, this is a football team for Minnesota, which obviously should know the value in their quarterback in Teddy, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. But this is a football team that needs to have their quarterback back. And here I'm going to say something crazy, and I'll, I'll put it out there. I was never a big fan of the signing of Sam Bradford, but I think you keep Sam Bradford on your football team to back up Teddy Bridgewater when he gets back if he accepts the job um, because he, had, he wasn't horrible the first time. The first few games he came back, and when you got a quarterback, a backup quarterback, that's what you want him to do. Get you two, through two or three games in order, but until you get your uh, regular starting quarterback uh, back in the lineup, and that's what Sam Bradford is now, Cuervo. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, and I think that's, that's the plan, obviously. You keep Bradford around. you got Teddy Bridgewater. Unfortunately, what you don't have, though, is a first-round pick this year. So, um, yeah. You know, they're going to have to find ways to make up for that. But, uh, you know, uh, can we just can we just move on to the next game, Sonny? This is painful to talk about. It really is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so uh, who are you going to pick, though? I mean, obviously Minnesota's going to win this game. I mean. I think, I think it's, you're it's, right. It's really, <laughs> this, thing, this game is definitely going to come down to talent. And Minnesota has much more talent than the Bears do, so. Yeah, you know, what boggles my mind, though, Sonny, is the things that are coming out of Chicago is that John Fox is going to be back next year. That's what I read. Huh? <laughs> Why? Why? Why do we want him back in Chicago? Why? Because uh, he's he a doing? defensive he... guru. <laughs> oh yeah, guru, right? Guru. We need some. We need some offense, Sonny. I'm not worried about the defense. I, I'm. I have complete confidence as a Bears fan and Vic Fangio and what he's doing with that defense. But boy, you know, I. I the, the question is obviously who's going to be the quarterback next year. Yeah. Do you did you see enough out of Matt Barkley? Which I hope the answer is no, because he did throw five interceptions last week against the the uh, Redskins. Um, or, or dare I say, Jay Cutler comes back. Oh my God! 
I'm having a migraine, Tony. Yeah, I, I get it. I understand. Steel City. This, and actually, we'll do one more game before we go to break since we got Steel City online. We'll go to the Pittsburgh game. But what do you think about this game? Who you got in at Steel City? If, if any team to find, you've heard the old adage, if you have a running game and defense, you can win championships. If Minnesota had any inkling of an average running game to a, 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 a NFL-level game, they would have three to four more wins this year because they got that much talent. But they I can agree. never run the ball. And I think that that team is on the cusp of being really great. But if they had a yep. running game with their defense and their talent, even with Bradford, they honestly could have three more wins easily, I believe. But, I mean, like Corvo said, I go with the team that has the most talent. Unfortunately, they're 8-8. Eight and eight, but I believe that team's so close to being really good if they just run the ball. I think this is a – I think I agree with you, but the only thing that I might disagree with you regarding that is, is real simple. They lost a coordinator that was huge for them, and I, I think that's – Something when you look at the uh, Vikings, they're going to have to make they're going to have to make a play. They're going to have to find a, a coordinator after their their loss. So you say whatever you want about them, but you you, you don't you might not like North Turner, you know. But this guy had an impact on this football team offensively, and all you got to do is look at last year. So th- this is a football team that not only do they go into the offseason with things that they've got to take care of, they need to find a quality offensive coordinator for them uh, uh, going into next year. But as of, as of today, um, looking at the game, yeah, I'm going to go Minnesota in this one as well. So it should be interesting to go. So before we go to break, I got the Steel City Storm on, and he's at work. He's joining us for I don't know how much longer he can hang out. But let's go to, I mean, your Steelers should have an easy road to hoe tonight uh, or today as they take on the Cleveland Browns there. Uh, And the first win on the season for Cleveland. um, But this is an opportunity for Pittsburgh as well. In reality, when you look at this football team and where they're at and what's going to happen, they've already clinched the division. Um, so that having been said, you know, they're, they're not going to get any better than that right now. So, you know, what do you do here? You, you, if you're the Steelers, especially, and you look at the amount of injuries and the banged up personnel we've had in the last couple of weeks, when this turnaround happened, what was happening with the Steelers was we were getting healthier. And I yep. think because we do not have a bye week and we are playing next week, you rest uh, the Stefan Tuitz that was already out. You give him another week. The Haywood Bays, the Sammy Coates, Big Ben Bell, who's taking a beating. Now D'Angelo Williams has been out. Now he's back healthy. Give him his reps. Um, you you know you rest the big three, the Killer Bees, Ben Brown, and you let these other kids get some reps in. We're playing next week. It's just like having a bye week but you're going to get some extra reps for the younger people. This is couldn't have come at a better time because the Steelers are hot. I'm kind of glad they don't have a bye week. Yeah, I said that. I'm glad they don't have a bye week. I want them to keep going because they're playing well right now. They're playing really Absolutely. well. But off the record, every Steeler fan will tell you this. We have nothing to gain today. We're actually rooting for Cleveland. I see them get on yes. a two-game winning streak. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> I'm right there with you, my man. I, you know, and, and I'm with you there. It, 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 right now, 
you, Big Ben doesn't even dress for this game, period. Right. Um, you, you, you can't afford to lose this guy in a meaningless game uh, for something the crazy fluke to happen. And, and so out of all of them, you, and you, you don't put Bell in this game. Like you said, he's had his Bell wrong all year long. Uh, this is a team square vote. When you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, a great opportunity here in a live scrimmage this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Heinz Field. <laughs> A live scrimmage, I like that. Well, <clears throat> well, I mean, you know, they they are going to rest the big three. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure Steel City knows that already. Um, so really, it's, it's you know guys like Daniel Williams, they're going to get some reps. Um, now I don't know, I don't know who the quarterback. I guess, I guess it's going to be Landry Jones that plays. Yes. Um, and and I and I think that's good though because let's be honest, you know, guys like. Big Ben or or Bell, I mean, aside from the, the suspensions that Le'Veon Bell had, he's he's been known to to uh, you know, I wouldn't say he's injury prone, but um, but he has had his moments where he does have to sit out and he does have his tweaks and things like that. And Ben too. So, uh, and I'm not wishing injuries on these guys, but at the same time, though, I think it's it's smart on my Tomlin's part to say, okay, look, in the event that something happens in our playoff game, you know, I want to make sure that these guys are ready to go. So the fact that he's having them play today, I think is probably one of the smartest things you can do. Because like you said, Sonny, the Steelers, they're not going to get any better um, a playoff position if they win today. It's not going to benefit them. It's just one more win. That's all it really is. They're not going to move yep. up in, in the playoff in the playoff tree. They're they're going to stay where they're at. So, I mean, I think it's I think it's good that these guys play just because of in case something happens to Ben next week in the playoff game, in case something happens to Le'Veon Bell in the playoff game next week, um, these guys will will kind of. They'll be in in game mode because of the fact that they had just played the week before. So that, yeah. I think that it's a great benefit for the Steelers to sit these guys out. And normally, I don't like it. Normally, I'm like I'm I'm against it because teams it'll it'll throw your rhythm off and it'll throw like if the Dallas Cowboys were to do it, forget it. But I'll tell you right now, the Cowboys would be one and done with the bye with the bye week and everything. They they, they would not win, but with the Steelers, it's different because, you know, their their experience in, in playoffs and, and as many games that they have won and things like that, uh, um, I think they can. They're they're one of the very few teams that can get away with benching all of their star players and still going out and perform well in the playoff game. Let's bring in the area coach six four six. Let us know who you are, where you calling from. Hey, Sonny, this is Bryce calling from Brooklyn. How you doing, Bryce? I thought it was you. I just wanted to make sure. How you, and you, another Steeler fan online here. Um, what do you think about the uh, look at your Steelers uh, as well, sitting in front of the major players in Week 17? Sonny, it's been a while. Before I get to my Steelers, can I can I make one quick statement? Sure. So I need to totally give you props. I was 100% wrong. I went all in on my Jacksonville Jaguars, and they stunk. 
Let me give you 100% props for the listeners. You're the man. You told me. You tried to say, don't do it. This team stinks. And I said, no, Sonny, I got a good feeling the Jaguars are going to win this division. And they were abysmal. Not only were they abysmal, okay, and I was up on top of it, and I was, so I do get to take props, but they weren't abysmal. They were terrible. They were terrible. I mean, and the god-awfulness of what the Jacksonville Jaguar 2016 season, you know, I don't fall for it. And don't fall for the fact that if they have a great game with Blake Bortles and last week's win, you know, the turnaround of the franchise, let's see a three-game winning streak. First, before you fall in love with my Jacksonville Jaguars, and I would love to do it, okay, you just can't do it. You can't trust this team. Let them win three games before we start anointing the Jacksonville Jaguars as a team to look out for next season. That's all I'll say. But that having been said, Jacksonville, and I'm done patting myself on the back. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I had to say that and give you your props. Um, Thank you. Let's go back to the. Let's go. No problem. Let's go back to the Steelers. Um, like where the team is. I like where the team is from a health standpoint. I, they need to get Ladarius Green and Tuit back. I think those are key people that that you want to have healthy. But most importantly, I love where the defense is. You talk about the rankings for points against. For, for yards allowed, red zone defense, the key stats that matter, um, opponents, QBR. This is a top 10 defense now. The offense yes. hasn't performed like I thought that they would. Um, yes. They've had some injuries to the injuries and suspensions to the wide receivers and to the team in general have taken more of a toll than I thought. They just haven't had – they don't have the depth quite yet to overcome too many of these, and it's affected their offense. But they've turned and give it to 26 now. And that offensive line is, an, is, is, is trending to an elite offensive line. They can push people off the ball. So I think you can stop the run. You can run the football. They're going to have a lot of motivation if they see Miami again. I'm looking forward to seeing the Dolphins again. They need to make up for that game. I like to okay. see what's going well, and, and that having been said, Steel City, you're right there. You're hearing what he's saying. Another Steeler guy right there in Pittsburgh. Are you on board with what Bryce has to say about the Steelers? Yes. Steelers present a unique problem for a few teams, and I'm even looking way ahead. If you look at the regular season, 49 seconds left in the game, the Steelers beat the Cowboys. They yeah. match up very well with one of the better teams in the NFL. And the same season, we played the Giants, and we, you know, we beat them pretty good, and the Giants beat that team twice. It's all about matchups. It's about where your strengths are. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a classic. Now they are because they've gotten better. Defense is playing well. They're top ten. Their defensive line, Stephon Tuit has stepped up. The linebackers are playing well. And three rookies start on that defensive play because they get a chance to play because of injuries, and lo and behold, they're better. And because they're better, they've gotten better. And with the offense now coming around because of the injuries, Ladarius Green was a pleasant surprise. Just took him a while to get on the field because of uh, head injuries. But now that he's been back on the field, it's a nice six foot seven problem for Big Ben to have in the red zone. And he's been using it because obviously all the attention goes to the other two, Bell and Brown. And when you can line up D'Angelo Williams in the backfield and put Bell out as a wide receiver, lo and behold, you have matchup problems. 
and that's what the Steelers did to the Cowboys, and they exploited it. So the Steelers are a dangerous team. I'm licking my chops because I go in there and shot at the Patriots. We left a lot of points on that field when we played them last time. I'm looking forward to that meeting. Yeah, it should be interesting. It should be interesting on where they go. You're right, and and the rest will be great for the starters going into today's game. Get those young cats. Like you said, this is a great game for D'Angelo Williams to come back and be ready to JIC just in case their queer vote. D'Angelo Williams gets an opportunity to get at least something underneath his feet, which is his legs, and uh, after his uh, injuries, being out most of the season, th- this week actually has come around perfect for the Pittsburgh Steelers to really be the only team, I think, in the AFC that really can make a play for it, except I still got a little about the Kansas City Chiefs in this playoffs against if anybody can maybe have success, maybe the Chiefs could do it. That having been said, Cuervo, the Pittsburgh Steelers sitting pretty, really in reality, going into week 17 and, you know, really a five-week form with a live scrimmage today. Exactly, and like I said, I mean, you know, not, not a lot of teams have the the opportunity that the the Steelers have today and, and obviously they're gonna take full advantage of it, you know, like we talked about. Winning this game will not benefit them at all. So yep. why not, you know, rest some guys, get some reps in for your backups in the event that something happens to Ben or Le'Veon Bell next week. You know, these guys are gonna be in game mode. You know, D'Angelo Williams, uh, the last thing you want to do is have that guy sit too long or else He's just not going to be ready to go in case something happens. I mean, absolutely. Think about it. If he doesn't play today, and then something happens to Bell next week, and, and now all of a sudden it's like, okay, D'Angelo, you're in. He's going to be like, whoa, you know. And and, and he's a consummate professional. I'm not saying he's not going to he's going to refuse to play. I'm just saying he may not be as effective as opposed to him playing today and him. Being in the like I said in game mode where he can just go in there at the snap of a finger and and not miss a beat from from whatever he does today. So um, and and I think what that do too is really take some stress off of Le'Veon Bell. Um, and I think we could see more D'Angelo Williams than maybe Steelers fans would expect or maybe even want because I, I think want is the huge thing right there, Cuervo. Yeah. So I mean, I, I mean. A two-headed running game is better than one, and let's—I mean, it's, it's just simple math. You bet. All right, guys. Uh, I've been delayed. We do got to go into break because I do got some bills to pay here today. Um, Bryce, I don't know if you can hang on. If uh, Steel City, you guys can hang on. Uh, we'll continue yeah, talking. I can hang if on. Not, all right, we'll go. Uh, how about you, Steel? You're gonna hang out for a while. Or you, I know you're at work. Well, I should do something sometime, but I'll stay a while. All right, very good. So we'll, we'll go ahead and get Steel City in trouble at work, and we'll go to break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be back here in four minutes. If you need to get a break, hit the head, get some coffee. That's what I'm doing, getting some coffee. We'll be right back. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks, amazingly fast. 
Scooters Only Roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty? The Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooters, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich, velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooters Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooters Coffee, located in Rowlett. Buying or selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059. Or visit them on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's Brian with a Y, not an I, chadwick.jphomesforsale.com. At Changley Saekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camps, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks in a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chang Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychanglees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Allen Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having, so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price and good customer service, but of course. Give Allen Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell them Sonny sent you. Allen Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Potato Sports 
play a full tilt, but they're still starting the game, still doing the work during the week, just like it's a regular season game. I think that's the way to go, and you introduce everyone in as the game goes, almost like the last pre, uh, next to the last preseason game of a, a year. Introduce everybody, let them play, get some reps, and slowly just lead them out. Go ahead, Bryce. You're looking at the Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia. If you're the Philadelphia Eagles, do you really care? I mean, do you got something to play for against these Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> Excuse me. Absolutely. You want to finish the season on a strong note. You got a lot of young guys in Philadelphia that need to play. You got a young quarterback. You want to go out, play your best, try to win the football game. You want to, you want to set, or at least try to set, a culture at that place that reverses the losing and says, look, we may have finished last in the division this year, but this is not what we, we're not going to be satisfied with this. And we want to make a big step for year two for Carson Wentz. So there's a lot to play for, particularly for the young guys. You know, they're going to be, they want to impress the coaches. They want to go ahead and make this team for next year. And yeah, I mean, you, you always have something to play for when you go out on the field. Um, you know, with the show's name, that being said, the Dallas Cowboys, you know, rest Dak, you know, play Tony. I know Jerry is just itching to play Tony. I mean, he would love to see it so he can generate some controversy to, to get more headlines if Tony plays well. But you rest your guys. Um, I think they've wrapped up the number one seed. You treat it like, you know, like a last game that you don't have anything to play for. You get your young guys some reps, you see how they play. Tony, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Thank you for saying that. Um, I, it, really simple. This is an interesting game to see where the Dallas Cowboys are mentally. I mean, we can look at the stats all day long because, they, I mean, you look at the stats for the Dallas Cowboys offensively, they're wonderful. Defense has been a complete shock to me as far as this team is concerned, as well as they play without having the names that they should have in the lineup at, at times and or – you know, do better at bringing more guys in. So, you look at Rod Marinelli and what he's done on that defensive side of the ball, I'm going to tell you right now, the most valuable player on this football team has nothing to do with Dak Prescott. It has nothing to do with Ezekiel Elliott. This has to do with the most valuable, if you want to call him player, but the most valuable cog, I guess you can say, Cuervo, is looking at Rod Marinelli, uh, what he has done, Rod Marinelli, in this position at the defensive coordinator, I, I'm actually just going to pick the mild upset because they're at home with Philadelphia and there's not going to be much to play for Dallas. I'm going to go with Philadelphia. What do you got? Uh, no, I, I'm going to stick with Dallas, Sonny. I, I just think that, um, you know, honestly, uh, I mean, the boys are a team, yes, you know, they're 13-2 and, and, and they're probably, I mean, I think they've locked up the number one spot already, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, but at the at the same time, though, I think Dallas wants to maybe try to send a message today that they're that they're that they're for real. And and, and, and I know people have seen it, you know, as far as Prescott and, and Zeke and all that stuff. But I, I think I think they I think they want people to know that that they're not they're not going into this thing uh, and cruise control and. And they've made that mistake before, and and I think that's the thing is you know they understand maybe they remember you know a few years back when they they tried doing that and they sat out Romo and all those guys and 
and they wind up, uh, you know, laying the dud in, in, in the uh, playoffs. So um, I think Dallas is, is going to try and they're going to actually try and go out there and win this game, and, and I think they do. Right. So looking at this game, and the Dallas Cowboys got a lot to lose, which is just personnel. You know, you know, bringing those guys out there. Me personally, I don't dress back. I don't dress Ezekiel Elliott. I know they got two weeks, but I'm going to tell you right now, those are the guys that got you there. I don't risk them. What do you think when you look at this game? Well, I mean, uh, there he is. There. Go ahead. Oh, uh, sorry about that. Yeah. No. Um. No, I mean, look, I think as Mike Tomlin says, you can't live in your fears. Um, yes. You, know, you got to you play some of your guys, the, the guys that you want to rest in a meaningless game, you go ahead and do it. You don't worry about rust or what have you. Um, you know, there's no need for Zeke and, and, and Dak Prescott and these people to play. You get your backups in, you let them, you know, you let them get reps. Now, this isn't the preseason, and people forget this, where you have all of these numbers. Everyone's not going to be able to sit. But some of your core guys where you can sit them and get to back up some reps, you do that. Teams have been doing this for years, and it's one of the perks, one of the good problems to have, if you will, when you, when you play well and you yeah. have a regular season and the, and the last game is meaningless. The, and that, that's it's one of those things. Who do you got in this game, Bryce? Who do you like? Um, you know, I like I like the Cowboys simply because the Cowboys to me have the best offensive line in football. Their best defense is their offensive line. Offensive linemen, a couple backups here and there, but they normally in these type of games they still play. I mean, you can just line up and give it to Darren McFadden, and he's going to run the football. That's just tough to stop. Protects your defense, lets you control the tempo. The NFL, a lot of it's about controlling tempo anyway, and Dallas does that almost as good as anyone. Steel City, looking at this game in Philly, you're close there. You know what's going on. Whether you're hearing about this Philadelphia Eagle team, are they happy with what's going on this season with the production of their quarterback? And what do you think about today's game? Who wins? Well, when they started off 3-0, and unfortunately it was at the expense of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And at that time, if you talked to any Eagles fan, they were going nowhere but, you know, the playoffs and all that. And yep. Lo and behold, reality sets in. I think there's a lot of disappointment, but I believe that start was a little bit of hope. I think they have, you know, trust in this quarterback. I think they're just a team in transition still. I believe they can make it. Um, But as far as today goes, I I still believe talent wins overall. I believe Dallas will win this game. I'm still a little iffy on the quarterback situation with Dallas. These are rookies, and they have played so well this year, Elliot, especially because he takes more of a pounding than Prescott actually does. I can see not even dressing Elliot. But as far as uh, Prescott, I might put him in at the beginning just to keep the reps and the repetition because I don't care what anyone says. They've played well, but they're rookies. When they play their first playoff game, it will have an effect on them. So I want to try to keep them as normal as possible going into this bye week. And if that means he just has to throw a couple of quick throws, hand off a couple of times, do a few series and get out and put a headset on and still be part of the game, that may be more important than anything. But I think Dallas wins just on pure talent. Man, this this guy doesn't even come close to being in the pocket with an opportunity to hit. This guy's turning and handing the ball if I'm the head coach of that football team. But I'm still going quick upset. It'll be interesting to see how they build up. Like uh, um, uh, 
um, Bryce said, how they move forward, it's going to be interesting. Let's head into the next game. It's, it, I don't know. It meaningless? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Houston, they're in the situation. Nine and six right now. Uh, they are taking on the Tennessee Titans, who are eight and seven. And folks, you know, I'll, I'll admit it. You know, watch out for Marcus Mariota next year if he gets back healthy and ready to go in week number one. I think that's got to be huge for them on where they're going to go. Uh, as the um, the Texans are in the AFC South uh, division title reign, uh, this will be an interesting game to see how far, how much they put forth in this effort here today, Cuervo, on, you know, as far as guys that are going to play. Who are you going to be a quarterback? What's going to happen with this Houston Texans team as they seem to have a great big problem at the quarterback that no one likes Brock Osweiler, but I don't think you have a choice. I think you got to start him in the playoffs. What do you think, Cuervo, looking at this game? Uh, I don't know if you go back to him now, Tony. I mean, you already benched him in the regular season, and now and now you're going to ask him to, to start in the playoffs um, if they get there. Um, you know, I mean, that, that – I mean, that would mess with anybody's head, really. I mean, he's going to do it. I'm not saying he wouldn't do it. I'm just saying, well, um, you know, so what was the reason that you benched me in the regular season? Like, the difference, I guess. Um, and you, and you, can't, you can't use the excuse of, well, we just wanted to make sure you were healthy because nobody does that three weeks exactly. before the season ends. You know what I mean? You can't use that excuse. So, um, it, it I think Bill O'Brien, the head coach, made a big mistake uh, benching Osweiler. I think, you know, for even as bad as he played, I think you just have to let the guy allow him to get through the, the, the rough time that he's going through. I mean, you paid the guy, what, what, what did he get, 70 million bucks or whatever it was? Some crazy uh, number. I forget what it was, but it was ridiculous. Exactly. You don't, you don't bench your $70 million quarterback because he had one bad game or, or uh, maybe a couple of bad games or whatever. I mean, heck, all the greats had a bad game here and there. So um, you, 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 can't, you can't use that reason of, well, because his performance was, was bad at one point in time. Now, I mean, I, I, I honestly don't know what's going to happen if, if they go back to Osweiler. Um, does he even does he even care to win? I mean, you got to think about that. And, and you know, it, it it sucks that the coach has to kind of go off of how the the players' feelings are, but. At the end of the day, the, the the players are the ones that go out there. They're the ones that have to execute, and you know, it goes back to what we were talking about with the Buffalo Bills, honey. Are are players afraid, um, or or do they are coaches afraid to hold players accountable because of what they could turn around and do on the field, uh, as far as whether they're out there actually trying or whether they're out there actually just, you know going through the motions or, you know, what's their attitude once, once you bench them or, or once uh, you try to hold them accountable for something. 
Yeah. You know, I'm looking at this game, Cuervo. You, you got a guy in Savage, okay? He threw for 13 yards in the first half last week, okay? I mean, if you're the Texans, you can't feel good at all. Now, granted, he ended up with 176 yards passing, okay? So he threw for 163 yards in the second half against the Cincinnati defense, you know? I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm calling that impressive whatsoever, but uh, I'm going to be Bryson, which, by the way, I muted you because of a little background, but I'm bringing Bryce. This is an interesting game as far as what a team has got to do with the quarterback. If they stay with Savage, I think it's up. And I'm not saying Brock Osweiler is better, but he also comes from the pedigree of what's happening up in Denver. He's had that background. He knows what's going on. And Bryce, this is an important game. I think they need Brock Osweiler as the starter when they go into the playoffs. Guys, this may be on the call today, our first major disagreement. Brock Osweiler <laughs> is not the answer. Matter of fact, Sonny, well, savage, maybe I'll be wrong on this. Maybe I'll be wrong on this, Sonny and Cuervo, but Sonny, how hawkish you are about your Jacksonville Jaguars, that's how hawkish I am about Brock Osweiler. He yeah. is not good. Oh, I'm not saying he, he is, I, but I'm saying, God, he, he, doesn't he have to be better than Savage is what I'm thinking? I mean, this guy, this guy is pathetic. I mean, he's, he's just as bad, if not worse. You know what? Hard to say. And let me tell you yeah. why. Because when you talk about Osweiler, yeah, 2015 on a Denver team with a great defense, did pretty good, but his bugaboo was in second halves Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinators figured him out. Look at his stats in the second half of football games. He was not good. That's not a guy you give $72 million to. He didn't show that he could elevate his play to a level that could lead a franchise. They are paying for that mistake. If you feel savage in the moment for these games, game to game gives you, gives you the best chance to win, you go all out and play him because Brock Osweiler is not the answer. Brock Osweiler, maybe Savage will do this too, but Brock Osweiler, you know, will do something to lose you a football game. Yeah, and that, that is interesting. Also, just to let everybody know, Clowney uh, with the elbow and the wrist, it looks like he's going to miss the game. Uh, Cushing uh, with the ankle, he's probably going to be out. Jonathan Joseph, uh, ribs, shoulders. I think if this was a game for the playoffs, I think all three of those guys play. Since they don't need it, they're in the playoffs, they're going to be sitting. Um, so the Texans, uh, you know, Steel City, is really in a position where, you know, it'd be nice to have that momentum going into the playoffs. We talk about momentum, especially when we talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers going into the playoffs. The Houston Texans need something like this. I'm not saying Matt Castle is a good quarterback, but I'm going to pick the home team and upset in this game and to make matters worse going into the playoffs for the uh, Texans. Yeah, this game's uh, a shame about Marietta and uh, this Texas team, I'll be honest with you, when Romo was deemed healthy and able to come back, this was one of the first teams I thought about for him um, just because he wouldn't have to change his driver's license, just moved down the street. Um, you talk about – and then Tom Savage played here at Pitt, so I've seen him, and he's just really just a regular pro-type uh, style quarterback. Doesn't do anything flashy, but uh, going off with Osweiler, I was at the Denver-Pittsburgh game when Denver had to leave the year they went to the Super Bowl in the second half, 
he just disintegrated. So that is his M.O., and he's not going to win you games. I sat and watched it happen. Um, that team's, you know, you talk about a team that's going into the playoffs in turmoil. I mean, that it is. I agree with you. I think there's an upset on this one today. I just can't put my finger on that team. That's a – I can't figure that team out. They need a quarterback, and uh, I don't think they have one. I think a lot of people feel that way. Corvo, who you got winning this game? Yo, 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 Cuervo, you're on mute this time. Oh, you caught me. You caught me once again. I, I'm going to stick with Houston, Sonny. I mean, Marcus, you know, no Marcus Mariota, obviously, is huge. But Right. Um, I, first of all, I, I'll be honest, I'm not even, I don't remember who Tennessee's backup is. Hey, 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 say that again, Cuervo, you broke up right, really bad right when you were saying that. Who's Tennessee's backup quarterback? I don't, I don't remember who it is. Matt Castle. So my options are Matt Castle or Tom Savage. Okay. Whew. Yeah, that's Tom. Oh, no, no. Who's the – you mean – Who's the no no Matt Castle's in Tennessee he's starting is that what was that was that your question Yeah yeah who's starting for the Titans because Mariota's out Got it yes so it is Castle so yes Well that's that's rough that's a rough yeah. choice Sonny I I mean I look so I so what I what I like to look at is okay who's surrounded with the better talent and I honestly think that Houston has the better talent. Uh, especially offensively for Savage, and um, so I'm going to stick with the Texans just because. I mean, you got guys. You got a guy in Lamar Miller. You got a guy in Hopkins, as opposed to you got, you know, questionable Demarco Murray, and I don't know. You throw some receivers in Tennessee, and there you go. But um, I'm just going to I'm going to stick with Houston just because I think they have the better supporting cast for their backup quarterback. And, uh, Bryce, who are you going in this one? Um, and this is – we're still talking about, um, I'm sorry, Tennessee and Houston? Yeah, who you got in this one? <sighs> mm. I love that. You know what? That, that's the second one I've heard. One from Cuervo, now from you, and I'm probably going to get one with Seal City. It, 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 interesting. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a tough one, but – I'm going to go with Tennessee. Um, I think Tennessee is going to be, I think, a low-scoring game, you know, 16 to 10, something like that. Yeah. And Steel City, who you got in this one? I think Tennessee. I think they're going to rally around losing their quarterback. I think they want to, you know, uh, prove something today. Um, I think Tennessee. And it's a great low-scoring game. I'll say like uh, 24-20, something like that. Yeah. Should be an interesting one there. We'll watch that one. Now let's go to my god-awful Jacksonville Jaguars. I cannot believe it. Indianapolis Colts, this is actually an interesting game here today. Um, the, the fact of the matter is, is when you look at the Indianapolis Colts, you're secondary. This is the time you've got to start playing. Uh, you're in the, you, you've got to figure out how you're going to handle 
for the rest of the season, or not even the rest of the season, Cuervo, but more when you look at an AFC team, they're not in the playoffs. They're, they're, they're done. Where are your Indianapolis Colts? What are you going to do in this game? I don't have a lot to say about it, but more than the fact that the future for the Indianapolis Colts, I think, is really huge. Um, you know, depending on their coach, will Picano be gone? What's the deal with Andrew Luck? Um, that secondary is god awful. What are you going to do about it? Cuervo, this is not a game that matters, but there's a lot of jobs on the line in this one, I think. Well, I'll tell you right now, Sonny, one of um, the, the, uh, Chuck Pagano is going to be gone. I'm telling you right now. They, I think they've already made the decision. They don't want to come out and say it yet. They're going to wait for Black Monday tomorrow. But Chuck Pagano is done in Indianapolis. The reason I know that for sure is because the owner, Jim Ursay has actually come out and say said that he's uh, he's extremely disappointed in the way the team has performed. So when the owner comes out and says that, you know change is coming. So that's how I know, um, unless unless it's a smoke signal, um, I think Chuck Pagano's day, uh, today's his last game as the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. From there, I mean, I don't know what direction the, the Colts could go, but whoever inherits that team, I mean, you're getting a good – uh, when he's healthy, obviously, uh, one of the one of the better quarterbacks in Andrew Luck. It's just, I mean, you know, there's 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 some holes that need to be filled. I mean, obviously, they need a better running game, and their defense is, I mean, you know, Robert Mathis is going to retire, so they're going to they could be going out looking for another pass rusher. So there there's some things you get you got some good pieces in Indianapolis, but there are some things that need to be. They need to be addressed as well. So, um, you know, out of the Colts, Sonny, it's one of those teams that I that I mentioned when the show started. Is how how well are they going to perform, knowing that their head coach is no longer going to be there, uh, and it's going to be an empty office come tomorrow morning. I'm interested in this general manager position in Indianapolis. I'm not sure who has it. I, I don't know if it's Thursday or what's going on. I know Steel City knows, but I mean, I look at the secondary. I'm not saying that Andrew Luck was anything to write home to mama about, but that secondary cost you seven games this season in reality there, Steel City. So, you know, what's up? And you get the opportunity to see this team. They're next door pretty much over there for you. Yeah, that the Indianapolis Colts are another uh, team this year um, that I would put in that category. Not quite like the Vikings, but what if um, they, they were supposed yeah. to be better, and they really were. The, the, the defense was a bit disappointing, unfortunately, because of all the disappointments. You have Andrew Luck. You do have talent. Um, you're going to lose players. I think Chuck Pagano is gone. I think there's going to be a bit of house cleaning going on there, but you still have Andrew Luck to work around. Um, that, that's one of the teams that, I'll be honest with you, is a disappointment um, more than ever. Because of Chuck McConnell, what he went through with his health problems, Bruce Arians was there. They rallied back. There's a lot of, I think there's closeness with these players with this coach. I think they're going to rally today and win for him because I think he is gone. I think they know it. They know there's change coming. And they're going to win one for the Kipper today. So I'll take the Colts. And interestingly enough, I think I'm right there with you, Bryce, looking at the way you look at this as far as the Indianapolis Colts are concerned. 
You know, the Colts, the, the Colts to me are disappointing. Um, they just, you know, you, you know, we talk about the talent they have, and I only think it's at certain positions. Overall, I think they haven't done a good job of building this football team. You know, the, bat, the, the, the quarterback goes down. They just don't have enough. And you saw it when they played the Steelers. They just don't have enough to overcome key injuries, which tells me that the GM, the scouts, have not built this team up. They're, they're I, not that stout in I the front agree. seven. They're not that stout in the front seven. They can only play a certain way in order to win football games. When was the last time the Colts could play a 16-13 game and win that game because of, Absolutely. Because of their defense and their running game and getting turnovers? They can only win one way, and that's if Andrew Luck passes them to victory. That's not a key to success. I think they I think they haven't utilized Andrew Luck enough because they haven't given him a running game. They've done him a disservice. He's been too banged up, and, he, and when he, even when he plays, he's still got a way to go. He makes too many mistakes. Big time talent, but I'm just not high on that football team. Well, he's no Peyton Manning, but he's enough to get the job done. But he's got to have the pieces around him. And Chuck Pagano, and, and I'll put it up on Granny, he's got to take some of the blame in this in reality. But at the same time, they got to get personnel. Chuck Pagano has nothing to do with that. And so we'll go back to the fact that I don't know who the GM on this football team is, uh, but that person, whoever it is, if it's not Ursay, needs to probably take a lot of blame, especially when you look at the defensive secondary that they got and the personnel that they got out on the football field. It's actually pretty pathetic, and it's worth being fired for. Now, this is a football team that lived on Peyton Manning making up for it. Andrew Luck's shoulders are not as strong as Peyton Manning's. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. And this is a young cat, I think, that could be screwed up by a football team that thinks that he can be. And that's where they got to get out of that mentality that even though Andrew Luck is a great football player, he's not Peyton Manning. He's going to be a good football player. He's not going to be a Hall of Famer, but he'll get the job done and get you some wins. But he's got to have And that help has got to come from the defensive side of the ball. If they don't, it's going to be a long, long, long time for them before they can get anything else done uh, for that football game. All right, so now we're going to go into a quick look at the rest of the games as we got an hour and we still got games to kick it. So let's do that. Let's head into the next game as there are some games that are on the line today um, that are not you know, anything on there. Arizona Cardinals don't have much to say about them against the Rams. They're on the road to take on the Rams, so let's do this quick shot. Cuervo, Arizona, Rams, anything you will say about it? Who do you have on it? Cuervo, before you go, guys, I got to get off the phone, but always good talking football with you, and um, hopefully I'll see you next week for the playoffs. Definitely. We'll be on the air. Right, Thanks Bryce. for joining us, Bryce. We appreciate Happy it. Happy New Year, Bryce. Happy New Year. See you later. You betcha. Happy New Year as well. Cuervo, this one's uh, interesting. Arizona and the Rams, you know, it's interesting just because they expected something at the end of the year at this game, and not necessarily for the Rams, but where Arizona could be. So, uh, and, and what could have been an important division game in Week 17 turns out to be a dud. It can be, Sonny. Um, I, I like Arizona. I think the, the Rams are a dumpster fire. I think we all know that. Um, you know, obviously firing Jeff Fisher you know, three weeks before the season's over. Uh, on top of that, I mean, 
you know, uh, uh, Bruce Arians. Bruce, now, Bruce Arians is coming back. He says he wants right. to come back despite all of his health issues, which is great for Arizona. And I think that motivates them to win today's game because you always want to go off on a positive note. So Absolutely. Uh, now, the question now becomes, okay, so we got the head coach. We know he's, he's probably going to be back next year. Hmm, what's what's up with this quarterback? Are 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 we committed to Carson Palmer another season, or do we go out and we explore the option of getting Tony Romo? Are we willing to pay what Tony Romo wants, or do we just stick with Carson, which I think is going to happen, and we invest our money into something else? Let's say, oh, I don't know, another wide receiver. Since they maybe since you lose Michael Floyd. Yeah, which was stupid, but, you know, I mean, teams make – they make their choices for a reason. And, you know, do they go out and get them a, a, a big-name receiver to not only compliment Larry Fitzgerald, but possibly even, dare I say, replace Larry Fitzgerald? Yeah. And, and here's the sad part about it. Larry Fitzgerald is still doing it year after year. Now, granted, he's not bringing down the great big numbers, but he's still a vital part of that offense in reality. And you got to get it off of him. He's getting older. You've got to move on. And so the Arizona Cardinals got a couple of things. Like you said, uh, Carson Palmer, quarterback position. Are they going to move on? Steel City. You know, Larry Fitzgerald. you got to start making the moves now. What do you do with the, you know, as far as that's concerned, but today's game, the Arizona Cardinals, like he's, like, like Cuervo said, this, the Rams are a dumpster fire, obviously, what's going on there. Um, that whole situation, this game means nothing, but what do you think about Arizona next year? What are they going to do? Steel City, you on mute. He might be at work and can't talk. I am Whoops. here. I just told Thanks. my boss to take a walk. I'm on the couch potato show. I have no time for this stuff at work. So, got it. I so, what do you think about it? priorities right now. There's priorities. I get it. And obviously, this is more important than U.S. Steel. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wonder about Fitzgerald's future because if you looked at – I had him on my fantasy team. If you look like he's been doing, he faded kind of towards the end of the year. Um, yep. There was questions about quarterback. To me, a couple of years ago, before the Steelers decided to sign Ben Roethlisberger, that was the guy for that job for, under Bruce Arians because he was here with Big Ben. You couldn't have asked for a better quarterback for that situation then, but obviously that's not going to happen. I would invest either or. Um, if Carson Palmer is going to be there, I don't know if you – I say replace find a replacement for Larry Fitzgerald. I think you're still going to have to find something. You got a decent defense. You got a pretty good team, good coaching staff. Quarterback is serviceable. You did lose talent You in the uh, wide receiver core. J.J. Uh, Nelson seems to be coming on. Fitzgerald is, has lost the step, let's be honest. But he's still an yep. all-pro. He wants to be there. He's your high-percentage receiver. He is serviceable, but now you're talking money. How are you going to go get that big name to bring in there? And I think they're one or two players away from being a serious contender again. I really believe that, especially with Arians in place. Um, but I, I like today. I think I think it's Arizona easily, just based on talent alone. And I think uh, next year, depending on what they move, could be critical. I could see Palmer going, um, but who do you get? The quarterback talent in the NFL. Uh, pathetic. 
I mean, yeah, Tony Romo would be a fit there. But Woody, uh, if you look at um, his health and compare it to Carson Palmer's, I mean, it's almost the same. Yeah. And they keep the guy that's already been there. Yeah, I, you know, it just depends. That's, uh, what does this football team as a franchise think of Carson Palmer? Where is it going to go? And what's the what's the positive in keeping uh, Palmer? Uh, the positive, he knows the offense without question. So if you can get him at the money that you want, um, my thinking is, is if you don't get Tony Romo or something, Okay, look at this Arizona Cardinal football team, okay? You've got to have that quarterback that can make the play. Look at Kurt Warner, what he did for that football team. He was a playmaker. Uh, say, and, and I wasn't necessarily wrong about Carson Palmer, but at the same time I was wrong in certain aspects about Carson Palmer because I never thought he was the right answer um, there. But right now, as far as this football team is concerned, if you don't get Tony Romo, you've got to stay packed. And then you get the experience. You got the team that knows the playbook, and then just get a few more cogs. But they definitely need to get a backup quarterback as well, because if this guy goes down, that's going to be a problem for the Arizona Cardinals. Period. Um, it, you need the, you need a comparable backup that can get the job done in case something happens to, to Palmer, because his next hit could be his last, could be the end of the season, and heck, it might even happen today. So the Arizona Cardinals have a lot to lose in this game here, Cuervo. I don't think – I'm right there with you. If they don't get a Tony Romo-type guy at the quarterback position, you got to stay pat and keep Carson Palmer. I'm right there with you, Cuervo. Yeah, I, I just I just don't know if, if um, Arizona's <clears throat> going to invest in another quarterback. I mean, you know, we talked about it two years ago. They signed him to the extension. Uh, Palmer I'm talking about. And, yep. You know, <clears throat> I mean – I just don't know if, if the Cardinals are ready to commit to a quarterback. I think if they do, they're going to go young. I mean, I, I would have to think they're going to go younger than Tony Romo or Carson Palmer before they actually dish out some real money. Uh, and that's why I think – I don't think it's going to happen in Arizona. I just I just don't see them dishing the money out to get Romo. Uh, and and I, think, I think Romo's going to ask for way more than what he's worth anymore. And – uh, it's going to be a while, but you know, uh, I, I I think that um, you know Romo would be he would be he would do okay in Arizona. I'm not saying he's not uh, you know he's not he wouldn't do well. I'm just saying I don't see the Cardinals signing him. I don't see them them committing the money that he's going to want to a guy like that. It's going to be interesting how that whole thing plays out for the Arizona Cardinals and all of us on the, the Cardinals. So let's head to some games that have some interesting things going on. The Oakland Raiders already got a set and ready to go uh, in the playoffs. So they're there. But the Raiders, they clinch the AFC West division title in the first round by with, if they get the win today. Or a Kansas City loss and tie. So they also have an opportunity to clinch home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs with an Oakland win and a New England loss. So New England actually has something to play for today. That's home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Um, An interesting game here that happens, but no Derek Carr. This was the most monster injury for the NFL season for a football team 
all year long. It happens every year. There's that one guy that gets hurt, and it could cost them a, a you know a future in the playoffs. And that's Oakland Raiders there, Cuervo. This is a devastating injury, and they got to get the win today at Denver. And this should be an interesting game here today, Cuervo. It is going to be an interesting game, Sonny. I mean, you know, it's like you mentioned. I mean, you know, the Raiders are already in the playoffs. Um, but now, how do they how do they move forward? You know, without Dave or Derek Carr. You know, I mean, you're asking about going to come in and try and finish the season out on a positive note, and then from there, now they got to go into a playoff game. You know, yep. get prepared for a playoff game and. It's a lot to ask for out of a guy who's taken maybe 10 snaps the whole season. Um, and, you know, it, 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 it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough for the Raiders to not only win today's game, but perform well in the playoffs. And, you know, unfortunately, I just, I just don't see it happening, Sonny. I mean, I hate to say it. I'm not a Raider hater. But, man, I mean, without, their, without that all-pro quarterback, it, it, I mean, that's just like – I mean, that's just like Russell Wilson going down in Seattle or if, heaven forbid, Tom Brady goes down or Big Ben goes down in Pittsburgh again. I mean, I mean, I know they've seen it before, but that doesn't mean you want it to happen. So um, it, it, the thing for the Raiders is, you know, this is, a, this is a team that's new to the playoffs, and now you're going in with, without your quarterback. It's going to be a rough, rough next two games for the Raiders. Absolutely, and uh, you look at this football team where you've got uh, their starting quarterback now, Derek Carr, um, not in the game. You go to McLean, and then it's Connor Cook after that. Um, a real interesting. It's still City. I, I like the Raiders, but I don't like them without their quarterback. Do you have any – I mean, obviously the AFC is – I call it the rough and tumble uh, – division or conference in the NFL. It's actually switched from the NFC to the AFC. Um, this one here, uh, this one hurt huge for the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, it does. But you know what? That's why they're professionals. You know what? The Steelers back in the day when they lost Big Ben, Landry Jones come in and beat the Cardinals who wins the playoffs. Absolutely. So Good nothing's point. impossible because the only reason Landry Jones did is because he had the talent around him to do it. Today, there's a lot of stakes for. Obviously, the Raiders took a major blow for their whole future in the playoffs. But you know what? Nothing's impossible. I think they can win today. But that's going to be up to the coaches. If you can look at Deck Prescott, the Cowboys quarter, if you looked at his games all year long, as the games went on, he threw deeper and deeper. They never put him in situations that he couldn't handle. They let him feel his way. And as the weeks went on, he gained confidence. Then he made more plays. I think that's what you do. This quarterback's going to get the reps. He's got a good running game. He's got two great wide receivers, and they have something to play for. I say you make sure that game plan's built around him. Try not to make mistakes. They could win today. Absolutely, Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree. You got to now depend on those guys to do the job. So, but McLean's got to give him the ball. So if there's anything close, you've got to catch the ball, Cuervo, um, and if you're Amari uh, Cooper and Crabtree. Cooper drops the ball a little bit more for my taste than Crabtree. That having been said, this is the time where if you're, you know, uh, 
the head coach of this football team, Jack Del Rio, you're telling guys it's time to make sure you've got your concentration caps on because this is important because I think this team needs to buy. So, obviously, you've got to win this game and to get that done. They're not going to get it unless they get the win, first of all. So, Oakland's got to get the win and get it throughout the playoffs with, uh, with their win in New England losing. So, you've got to win this game and hope for the best to where you might get the weekend by. So, it all starts with taking care of their own business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sonny. And, and not even that. I mean, you, the uh, the running game needs to be there, too. Oh, the absolutely. I mean, Latavius Murray has not really done what we thought he would be able to do uh, as far as, you know, running the football. But they did have a guy in Washington who kind of had a good game last week. So it's, you know, as much as we talk about the receivers and whatnot, um, you know, that, that, that running game needs to get going too. And it really hasn't all season. I mean, they've, they've had a couple of good games here and there amongst their running backs, but, I think, I mean, obviously now is the time where they really have to step up and, and um, really be productive and not, you know, I'm not talking about two yards a carry. You know, they need four to five yards per carry. Um, so that, that's, that's another big thing too, Sonny. They need, that, they need that running game to get going. Absolutely. So they're going to have to pick it up. Who you got in this game, Cuervo? Um. I'm going to go with Denver. I, I, I just, you know, without Derek Carson, I don't see them winning a football game. So, and, and I know that's a lot of, or that's very little confidence. But, I mean, come on, that 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 team, you're going to see the difference in, in today's uh, in today's game. How different this Raiders team is without their quarterback. Now, if if they go out there and they win this game, Sonny, I'll be more than happy to come on the show next week. For week one of the playoffs and say I was wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'd be more than happy to admit that I was wrong. But right yep. now, my, my gut feeling is that this, this Oakland Raiders team is not the, the Raiders team we've seen for 16 or 15 games uh, with their with and And Denver already, okay, uh, is uh, are taking guys out of the game. DeMarcus Ware, he's done for the season. He's going to actually have a surgery. Um, uh, Webster, he's going to miss the finale uh, He's on, uh, with the concussion. Uh, they're starting to sit guys down. Uh, T.J. Ward, how much will he be in there uh, with the concussion? Derek Wolf. There, there's a lot of things to be said in this game. The game is definitely more important for Oakland than it is obviously for the uh, Broncos. So I'm going to head and I'm going to stay with the uh, even though I don't know much about, I know about McCoy. Okay, we saw him play down in Tampa Bay. I, you know, I don't think he's good, but there's something to play for. The Broncos don't have anything necessarily to play for, so that's why I'm going that way. Still, City, what do you think about the Raiders and the Denver Broncos? Denver's definitely a team in transition. They're on the downslide right now. The season's over. I think Oakland is going to the playoffs without their star quarterback, but they're still going to the playoffs. You still got to play, and they still got to compete. It's a team sport. Was, hey, if the Steelers lost Ben Roethlisberger, I guarantee you they'd be one and done. And it's probably the same for the Raiders. But you know what? Guys have to step up. This is a winnable game. If you can get this and get a bye week 
and get that quarterback and more reps and get a home game in the playoffs. You never know what can happen. So there's a ton at stake right now. And this is why they get paid all that money to be coaches. They can win this game if they just play it right and play mistake-free football. And that leads us into the next game that is all important in this game. As the Miami Dolphins are at home, they get the New England Patriots. And if the Patriots lose this game, Kansas City or Oakland are going to end up with their bye. So an important game that happens here, Miami wants this game, guys. I'm going to tell you that right now. Looking at this because of what they, what road they got to go through, okay? They quite possibly are going to have to go through again the Patriots. So looking at this game, this is the best game on the slate today just because of the fact that if the Patriots lose, they're not going to get the first round by. They'll be playing next week. Miami, if they get one up on, on the Patriots as well, that only get, builds a lot of confidence going into the playoff square, vote. And then you're looking at Oakland and Kansas City going to get the bye. This one's big. I love this game, and I, I wish it was the afternoon game that got more attention because of not many games in the afternoon on Red Zone Clairvaux. This one's going to be a good one. Yeah, I think so too, Sonny. I mean, I know both of these teams are they're already in and they don't really have a whole lot to play for. But I mean, I think people are going to watch just because of the fact that you know how 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 well is how much is Tom Brady going to play Absolutely. Does he, does he go out and he, does he try to throw for 400 yards and four TDs and, and try to say, you know, look at me. I, I'm, I, I played 12 games. I missed the first four games. But I'm your MVP of your league. Or do we see Miami come out and try to, you know, make a, make a stance about, hey, we're the new, we're the new, uh, we're, get ready because we're going to be the new sheriffs in, in, in the division in town. Um, you know, and it's going to take a lot more than just a win today for Miami to dethrone the Patriots in that division, let alone the AFC. But, but it could be the start of something. I mean, you look at how much improved the Dolphins are with Adam Gates as their head coach. I, I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. I picked Miami. I picked Miami to finish last in yeah. this division because of how soft I thought they were as a football team. Now, do they still show, show signs of being soft? Yeah. But, boy, they, I mean, they go out there and they execute. That's the difference. Is Miami before, they weren't executing very well. And they, they, they're just, their lack of execution is what killed them. They have the talent. I mean, Tannehill is not the worst quarterback. And, you know, they've got – uh, Jay Ajayi, who is, you know, just came out of nowhere and he's running all over the place, looking like Ricky Williams out there in a Dolphins uniform. But, you know, the other thing too, though, is execution. Is I mean, Jarvis Landry has become one of the one of the best receivers in this league. Uh, you've got again Ajayi. You've got um, on the defensive side. I mean, you look at what they're they're able to do to get pressure on quarterbacks. I mean. This is a totally different team with with the head coach yep. that they have now. So um, if if they continue to make improvements, Sonny, I'm telling you, I mean, you can't beat all the time. Tom Brady's days, days are coming to an end in in England. So where the Patriots go from there after Tom Brady decides to retire, 
I don't know, but it's not going to be Tom Brady much longer. So, you know, what happens from there in the division? You know, who takes yeah. over? Right now, right now, Sonny, it's looking like the Miami Dolphins are going to be that team. Once and they're going to do this without – yeah, the, the impressive thing about this is they're going to have to do this without Ryan Tannehill. Um, Matt Moore is the starting quarterback because of the injury to Ryan Tannehill. That was a huge loss for this football team. Say what you want, yeah. he's not great or whatever the case may be, but my boy Matt Moore gets an opportunity. Is Matt Moore backup, a career backup. Look him up in Detroit. This guy – He's standing in for Matthew Stafford, got the job done. Guess what? He's going he's to be expected to do the same darn thing again, Steel City, in Miami. Um, but the Patriots have a lot to lose in this game if they don't win. They lose first round. They lose the first round by, and I'm going to tell you right now, Bill Belichick is not excited about that idea or that thought headed into this game. We're going to see Tom Brady. We're going to see the Patriots play this game all balls to the wall in order to get the victory. I think it's just like we talked about before. It's all about matchups. I think this is easy. I think the Patriots want that home field, their 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 record at home, especially at this time of year, is this like astronomical. Um, when you give them home field advantage, they're hard to bet against. I think it's just classic. You're going to make Miami one-dimensional. You're going to make Matt Moore beat you and take that great running back out of the game. Brady's yeah. going to operate that offense and get an early lead and make you one-dimensional. And a team like the Dolphins that lost their quarterback, that's like the deadly combination. As much as I hate the Patriots because I'm a Steeler fan, I think it's a rule. I have to hate them. I hate them because they're Absolutely. so good and they're so fundamentally sound. They're well-coached. This is an easy, even though both teams have stuff to play for, considering the stakes and considering who's the quarterback. And like Corvo said, this might be the curtain call. If it's the curtain call, man, it's hard to bet against Tom Brady right now. Absolutely. And, and but interestingly enough, you know, Matt Moore, you know, it, you know, the craziness, 28 of 48, 471 yards, six touchdowns, two interceptions in two games. That's the difference. The two interceptions, and the, and the Patriots will make you pay for it every single time. Um, I, I'm going full-body Patriots on this one because I don't bet against the football team that wants it. And right now, I think the Patriots want it. I think, and, and I don't know if it's more in the fact that, you know, Tom Brady wants to throw it in, you know, you know the commissioner's face, but more in the fact that, you know, you don't want to lose to Miami, and you're saying, we're going to bitch slap you all over this football field here today, okay, and then you're going to get another butt whooping if you happen to even come close to smelling the AFC championship game against us or having to play next week against them. So th- that, that option could happen. This is going to be a very interesting situation going, or, uh, going in, not next week, but in two weeks. Um, so I, I, I like the Patriots because I think they want the win. They want that buy. They live for that. That's why they are the best team in the regular season, I, I think, ever um, with, with the fact that they're, they're doing what they've been doing year in, year out. Nothing's going to change until the, the opportunity makes it where they have to make a change and get outside the thing. So I have the uh, Patriots in this one. Quiver, you got the Patriots too, or are you going to go on Miami? Uh, I'm actually going to pull the trigger, Sonny. I'm going to take the Dolphins in this game. I, I just think that 
Um, the Dolphins are hungry for the opportunity to, to again, send a message like to say that, you know, we're, we, we are here to compete with you guys in the division. And, you know, not just that. I think, I think at the same time, too, I think that, um, you, know, uh, uh, you know, New England doesn't fare very well in Miami. They've, they've been known to lose a couple of games uh, over the past few years. In, in Miami, so sometimes Miami doesn't treat the Patriots very well. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the trigger, Sonny. I'm gonna call the upset and take the Dolphins. And that's I don't think is the worst move at all. You know, it, it's really interesting to see where it could end up happening in this game. Um, and I for for they just make for a great story if the Patriots lose this game. Um, it just makes for a great story. It's the reason why I like it. I gotta take the final break. We'll do that. We'll be back in three minutes, 53 seconds. We'll finish up with the last games. We'll go. We just left Steel City. I think that's uh, uh, it for him. So we'll be able to slam through these last five games here on the couch, or actually four games on the couch with Terry Sports Show. We'll be back. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repairman. Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. 
We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience. So roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Five more games to roll through here in this lap. Ah, 25 minutes to go, so that means we got about five minutes a game. So we'll take a look at these games that are all important. These are the important ones in the afternoon. So we're going to hit up on these because I, I love some of the matchups that are happening. And the consequences of losses, I think, are really huge, which really has my attention in reality. So let's head on over to the Green Bay Packers on the road to take on the Detroit Lions. And this one's huge when you look at this game. Let's talk about it. Teams that have clinched, well, nobody in the North has clinched anything because the winner of this game gets it. So that being said, the Lions, 9-6. and six, Green Bay Packers, so the Lions will clinch the division title with a win. Um, they also will clinch a first-round bye with their win with the Seattle loss and an Atlanta loss, okay? They clinch a playoff berth if they lose the game, okay, if they get a tie or Washington loses or ties. So the Lions are definitely a football team that are going to be cheering on a different football team. And what I'm talking about is, you know, the Washington Redskins, as they got a game going on here today as well, um, and they got the New York Giants. So they are big-time Redskins fans here today. Um, So Cuervo, interesting game looking at um, the Green Bay side. What has to happen for the Green Bay Packers to do it? Well, first of all, they got to win. If they win, they win the title. Now, if they lose it, they need the Washington loss as well, or a tie along with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win, and then the Green Bay will at least clinch a tie in the strength of schedule tiebreaker over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, I really, when you look at this one, man, the Packers, you know, they need a huge win here today um, in reality because I think it's an easier road there for the Lions to make it in there because, frankly, well, we're going to look at that game, the Giants and the Redskins. I don't know if the Redskins are going to come out victorious. Yeah, I don't know either, Sonny. I mean, that's a, I, know, I know we'll get into that game here shortly, but that's a tough matchup for the Giant or the Redskins against the Giants today, but Yep. Yeah, I mean, with this, with this Lions-Packers game, it's basically win and you're in. You know, now the, yep. But from there, the question becomes, okay, what seed do we get? No, 
I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think teams sometimes they just don't care. They just want to get in. And I think that's yes. the situation with Detroit and Green Bay. I don't think they really care what, what uh, uh, playoff spot they get, what seed they get. They just want to win and get in. And I tell you, if Detroit wins, Sonny, man, I mean, you, you talk about one of the better stories of the NFL Great this year. Story. You know, uh, as far as the way that the Lions have been able to, con- you know, get back on the winning track, even after Calvin Johnson retired on them, um, you know, a lot of teams would be devastated from a, 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 a you know, sudden retirement like that and, and really affect the football team. But as crazy as it sounds, I mean, it made them better. Yes. I don't know how that happened, but it made them better. So, well, it made, um, the reason why it happened, it made uh, Matthew Stafford become the complete quarterback you have to be in this league in order to win football games and make the playoffs instead of being one-dimensional with Calvin Johnson in the lineup. Well, I think it's easy. Uh, you said that one more time, Tony? Uh, but I, I think it's real easy to figure out why. It, you know, it, it makes it made Matthew Stafford be a more complete quarterback than he had been in the past when all he did is depend on Calvin Johnson. The, the, the move with Calvin Johnson retiring made him have to be a more accurate, more uh, precise, and a guy that will look at the second and third options. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, and that's what we've seen from Stafford this year is he's he's progressed to, you know, the point where he looks at second and third, sometimes even fourth options. I mean, you look at the Riddick numbers, I I don't know, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but if I had to make a bet, I would say he probably has, before he got hurt, obviously, he probably has close to 50 catches out of the backfield. Uh, Theo Riddick does their running back, so. Yep. Really, he's looking at all of his options, and I've got it right here. He has oh, – I thought I had it, but, uh, but I mean, regardless, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where uh, Stafford, like I said, he looks, he looks to all of his options now, and yeah, he's got 53 catches. I mean, that's, that's my point right there. Yeah, out of the backfield. Yeah, so, I mean – in the past, you know, you were lucky to get 30 catches out of the backfield from, from a Matthew Stafford when Calvin Johnson was playing. So, yep. um, you know, and, and, and I'll even go as far as, as to say you can make an argument. If the, if the Lions win today, obviously they got to win today. You can make the argument for Matthew Stafford for MVP. That, that's how well I think he's, he's turned his game around. And, you know, uh, gotten better. I mean, the, the Lions are, are not a playoff team, in my opinion, if, uh, if Calvin Johnson's still playing. I agree. And, and, and think about this. When you think about players as far as Matthew Stafford throwing the ball to, okay, we talked about a team that never utilized, and, 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 and that's not a joke when I say it, and I'm not even exaggerating, okay? You're talking about a football team that never utilized the, um, the tight end position, Cuervo, and that alone 
has to say volumes about Matthew Stafford because, granted, he was going over to uh, Calvin Johnson. Anytime they had an opportunity into the end zone, in the red zone, there was no question. It was going to Calvin Johnson. When we've seen many times in film, if you watch film and you watch this uh, this Lions team, there were plenty of opportunities with wide-open tight ends in the end zone to get the touchdown instead forcing it into uh, a Calvin Johnson. Now, granted, they haven't done a lot. I mean, you know, Eric Ebron, this guy, he's not getting a lot of, you know, end zone looks, okay? Definitely get it and understand. Brandon Pettigrew is another guy that you've got to be able to get the ball to as well into the end zone. And, you know, and then they got Joseph Fiora. I mean, these guys have a lot of talent at the tight end position, but, yeah, I'm, I, I just don't know. This is a team that they need to use. I think they still need to utilize the tight end a little bit more in the end zone. But you can't argue with success. What has Matthew Stafford done? He's brought this team back from behind on many occasions. I think it's like, what, seven or eight? It's six of the eight victories are in the fourth. No, mark that. Seven of the eight victories are coming back in the fourth quarter. That right there tells you that you've got to study your quarterback position because that means you're getting the job done. And Cuervo, that is one of the things that that football team needs. They need Matthew Stafford to be the MVP guy. He needs to be able to be able to get the job done and get the ball into the end zone because if they don't, it definitely puts a lot of stress on the other parts of the game. And, you know, when you, we talked about it. When you got the option out of the backfield, you put yourself in a much better position in reality to be a better football team. Exactly. And, and I mean, you know, I know we're being pretty obvious about these statements, Sonny, but, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to talk about it, but to go out there and actually see it happen, that's, that's the uh, mystery part. And, you know, when it, when it comes to <clears> – <throat> certain teams, I mean, it's, it's a quarterback-driven league, and, you know, we all know that, but, you know, with certain teams, certain quarterbacks, um, you know, when they're able to, to get better in their career, and, and, and Stafford's been in the league for, what, six years now, seven years? Seven years, You would think mm-hmm. by now, you would think by now, we've seen the best of Matthew Stafford, right? You would think. By now, that's, this is as good as he's going to get. Not so fast, okay? Now that he has that freedom, okay, and I'm going to call it freedom, to <clears throat> throw the football and be more more uh, open with who he throws the ball to, I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. I don't so think you – I, I agree with you. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think I think there's still even better days for, for uh, Matthew Stafford coming ahead. I mean – especially if they can get them another big-time receiver. And I'm not talking about washed-up Anquan Bolden. I'm sorry he's washed-up. But if they can go out there and get them a young guy that can, that can really make an impact on a football team, on a game, you know, I think Stafford can really compete for passing, you know, for, for records. I mean, he could be right. a record setter, you know. Uh, uh, just like Drew Brees was. Uh, I mean, I think he could really get that good. All he needs to do, though, I just, I still think he needs to 
throw to tight ends a little bit more. Um, I agree. I don't, I don't really see the numbers with the tight ends. I mean, Eric Ebron is their is their best tight end numbers wise, but he has only one touchdown. Catches. Yeah, one, one touchdown. touchdown. Fifty five catches, one touchdown, six hundred fifty yards receiving. I mean, Pettigrew, one touchdown. Yeah, when you've got a big athletic dude like Eric Ebron, Sonny, he should be the one putting up a thousand yards and 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 five touchdowns like Golden Tate has, or yeah, or even the numbers that Bolden has. I mean, those numbers should be much better than what they are, and they're just not. So how about I, I really look, Clairvo, Look at that though. You got Matthew Stafford doing what he is doing with Anquan Bolden, okay. I, I, now, granted, should they depend on Anquan Bolden as much as they do? Of course not. But guess what? He's still getting the job done. I cannot believe Anquan Bolden is playing. I mean, this is a guy that Matthew Stafford can depend upon. And, and Bolden has bounced around this league since leaving Arizona. You know, he's been on three other different football teams. So Anquan Bolden doing what he is doing. And I, I'm – I've always been a fan of Anquan Bolden, what he can do for your football team. Even now, at Cuervo, this guy is 36 years old. He's been on the wrong side of 30 for the last six years. And what has he done for this football team? He's helped make the Lions to be put in the position where they're about ready to walk in and be in the playoffs again. And you can say whatever you want. Seven touchdown passes out on the season. Now, he's only got 527 yards, which means it shows that they are depending on him in short uh, in the short field, whether it be in the end zone with seven touchdowns or getting that first down. That means that's what it is. He, he has become, instead of that wide receiver that will run down the field, he's become that special uh, that uh, specialty to, uh, wide receiver to catch the ball to get the first down of the touchdowns, and that's what they're doing. They're just all around offensively good, but the problem now is, is that Slay is injured, and that's a big-time injury, Cuervo. Well, who'd you say is hurt? Slay. I, if I'm not mistaken, isn't he hurt? Slay, I, I, is he out for the season? Bolden? No, Slay. Uh, um, uh, the Detroit oh, Lions, the, the defensive back. Darius Slay. Um, yeah. I, 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 know I, I, I know he was hurt last know. week. I don't know if he's out for the season. I know he was hurt last week. So um, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, it looks like he's flexible. out for the play today. He's not playing today, Cuervo. Um, so well, interesting. that's going to be even more interesting. Yeah, it, it, he's questionable, Sonny. So, with that being said, I mean, I, it's going to be interesting to see if he does actually wind up playing. Uh, they yep. need him. I mean, you think about those tax receivers. I mean, Darius Slay has to be out there. So, hamstring injury, though, that's, that's going to be tough. Um, but that is, that, that's a tough injury if you're a cornerback because you're depending on your legs to do your job. And um, and that, that when you got a hamstring, it just affects your speed. Um, and he could be actually a liability out on the football field. I hate to say this, Cuervo. I think the Green Bay Packers are going to get the victory here today. And and, and not because I, I want the Lions to win, by the way, just to let everybody know. 
I, I'm a huge Lions fan. I love the Lions. Um, I, I hate Green Bay, but, man, you, you, look what they're doing. Aaron Rodgers getting the ball. I, Jordan Nelson, by the way, not make, being all pro is, is a travesty. Um, but here he is, not a, not a uh, all pro. But I'm going to tell you right now, the reason why the Green Bay Packers will win this game is because of Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers being able to find him. And guess who should be guarding Slay? That's going to be interesting. It is, Sonny. And, you know, um, that that is going to be something to look at. Um you know, uh, the other thing I look at, too, is just Green Bay getting hot at the right time. And that's I hate that, too. too. God, I you know, love this. I wish they would have lost last week. <laughs> I wish they would lose every week, but it's not going to happen. So, um, <laughs> you know, but, I mean, as far, as far as Green Bay, I mean, you know, they hit that they hit that slump in November, and now it's December, and they've gotten back on the right track. So, yeah. Um, that that's that's the reason I'm taking Green Bay in this game. Um, you know they're just hitting they're hitting at the right time, and now I, I think they you know they're going to win the division. Obviously, be back in the playoffs yet again. Uh, from there, it'll be interesting to see who their first round opponent is going to be. But um, yeah, I, I mean I would love to see the Lions win this game, Sonny. It'd be great for the city of Detroit. It'd be great for uh, for the Lions as an organization. Uh, unfortunately. It's it's I just don't see it happening. So I, I I'm, I'm gonna pick Green Bay. I'm gonna stick with Green Bay as well. Uh, so that will be interesting to see what happens in the next game. Of course, that's the New York Giants and the Washington Redskins. The Redskins lose this game. Either the Packers and Lions are in the playoffs. So whoever loses will be in the playoffs. So they want to see that happening. And if the Redskins win, this is really – I love Week 17. But the they, uh, Redskins, they will clinch a playoff both with a win. Um, and so it doesn't even – as long as the Green Bay uh, game and the Detroit Lions game doesn't end in a tie, they're going to be in. So, um, uh, along with that, with that kind of situation. So, watch out for that. That's that's in the Redskins. They are in, you know, in control of their own destiny with a win here today, um, and because they're going to get in. And the Giants have absolutely no. It doesn't even matter in reality when you're looking at the Giants and where they are right now. They have got the uh, playoff berth. They're not going to get any better. It don't matter. You know, it, it, I mean, do you, now, here's the big question, Cuervo. Sitting Eli Manning, is this a good idea? I, I, you know, this is a football team that doesn't sit Eli Manning in reality. I mean, but they have always been in the position where he had to play. Week 17, 2016, it doesn't matter if Eli Manning plays. This is this is a very interesting play for the New York Giants going into it. But, you know, this is also a football team that knows how, knows how important momentum is in the playoffs. Just look at the experience of that football team. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's exactly right. I mean, to sit Eli Manning, though, no, I think it's a bad idea, Sonny. Um, only because, I, if I'm not mistaken, aren't the Giants so – Fighting for a playoff spot, or are they out of? No, they're in. The, the Lions are, are the Giants have a playoff berth. 
Um, they can't win the division, and they obviously don't have any anything to. They're gonna they're gonna be on the road, so it don't matter uh, in reality uh, where they're gonna be. So it, it's all about the Seahawks and the Falcons uh, in the rest, for the other games that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I think you know in this game, obviously, all eyes are gonna be on Odell versus Josh Norman, um, but. I what I really want to see is, you know, the because the, the Redskins. I will say this: the Redskins are very good at getting pressure on the quarterback. Now, how does Eli respond to that pressure? And and that's going to be a good indication of what the Giants do in the playoffs, because teams are going to come after Eli. I mean, yeah. Because if I, if I know and if you know that Eli can be a turnover machine if you get pressure on him, then yep. these teams know it too. So, obviously, if you've got the personnel uh, to put pressure on the quarterback, then that's what's going to happen. So, that's what I look for in the Washington Redskins. They're a very good team as far as getting pressure on quarterbacks. It would not surprise me if you see a lot of Ryan Kerrigan in the backfield uh, going after Eli. And then from there... Let's see what Eli does. Does he make the right decision as far as, you know, getting the ball away or just throwing the ball away? Sometimes that's the best place, honey, is either taking a sack or just throwing the ball away. Eli is not a guy that does that likes to do that very often. He is a horrible decision maker when it comes to that. Yeah, so, and, and, that's, and that's my point. So if, if we know that, then obviously the Redskins know that. And obviously yep. – Whoever the Giants play next week in the playoffs is going to know that too. Um, so let's see what happens. Um, now, Who's I winning? mentioned Kerrigan. I mentioned Kerrigan. He's questionable, but I think he's going to play just because, you know, I think they want to spoil the 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 Giants, you know, momentum going into the going into the postseason. I think the Giants. I think the Giants do win Sunday. Uh, it has nothing to do with Eli Manning. I just think that their defense right now is playing awesome, and um, I think they're going to get to Cousins, and I think they're going to um, create some turnovers, and the running game will probably do the rest from there for the Giants. So I like the Giants in a very very close game, um, but um, but that's I, li- I like New York. You ready for it, Cuervo? The Washington Redskins are going to win this game, and the two wild cards are going to come out of the NFC East. I, this is this is you know a la AFC North a few years back, where all three when three of the four teams made the playoffs, and that you know more the fact that Kirk Cousins, guess what? He's got himself in the position to get a big payday if he gets the win. And I will tell you, I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan at all. I don't think he's any good, but guess what? He's got his team on the cusp of making the playoffs. He gets a, he just might get that contract that he wants. Now, if I was the Redskins, I'd do exactly what they did with him this year too. I don't care if he's happy or not. 
You can be the quarterback of this football team, but here's here's the franchise tag. I wouldn't I wouldn't put any money, big money towards Kirk Cousins. That having been said, Kirk Cousins has to prove that he can be worthy of them worrying about whether or not he's going to be in the franchise tag or not. So I, I think this is a big game. The Redskins have got a lot to lose, obviously. If they lose, they don't make the playoffs, and that is going to be big time. So they should have controlled their own destiny last week. They didn't. They dropped the ball big time. I dropped the ball. This is a game they got to win. I'm going to go Redskins, and the, the NFC East will have something to brag about, about being the best division in football in reality, because three teams are going to come out of that division. It should be a, a real, real fun game to watch, and that will be in the uh, afternoon as well. Other games that are on, this one's a big one, too, for, the, for the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks, and the main reason Oh, wait, wait a second. I am incorrect. I was thinking of it. Um, Seattle with a win and an Atlanta loss, they clinched the first round bye. And uh, so that, that is huge. So for them. So really Seattle needs this game. They're got, they got a cakewalk. I don't have a lot to say about this one. So I think they're going to clinch the first round by with their win. But that goes to the next question. Will the Atlanta Falcons lose this football team? And the, I'm going to be honest. I think Atlanta's probably going to win today. So this, the Seattle game is going to be a real tough for, you know, they got to get the victory and, you know, Atlanta are, in that position, here's what it is. They clinched the first round by with their win, period. Or if they don't win this game, Atlanta with a tie and a Seattle loss, or a Seattle loss and a Detroit loss, and or a Seattle tie and a Detroit loss. So that's they're obviously in control of their own destiny in Atlanta. Um, and this all-important week. I love this. Going up against the New Orleans Saints, the Saints are on the road, but Seattle, they've got to get the victory here big time, Cuervo. Yeah, they, they do, Sonny. And, and um, Atlanta, Atlanta, oh boy, Atlanta. So they're in, if I'm not mistaken, Atlanta is. No, uh, no, no, no. Atlanta their situation, we're going to go overboard. So, um, yeah, they're in, but they want to clinch that first round bye. That's what I was talking about, where they're at. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, uh, this game is in Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. It, yes. It is. Yeah, this game against the Saints. Um, you know, again, this is another team in the Saints where mm, – there's rumors swirling around Sean Payton might be gone after this year. So, yep. what happens? What happens um, from there? Where, you know, where do the Saints go? Or do they win this game and they try to save Sean Payton, uh, you know, save his job? I think Payton's gone anyway. I think he just wants out of there now. He, it, it's to the point where – he knows where Drew Brees is. He'll always love him, but I, he, he even knows it's not going to get done anymore now with Drew Brees. And that it, it's a very important situation for him to be in. This, and that's the reason why he's rumored to go to L.A. That's the reason why he's rumored to go here and there. So that 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 one is huge uh, for him. Um, I don't think Atlanta, I don't think Atlanta loses this game. I don't think.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.